with Stars Without Number Revised, Black Star. Wait, did we do seasons? Season one. Episode two. Episode two. All right, we're doing seasons, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Because you said it was hard to name the things. It is hard to name the things, right. All right. (laughs) I am Devin, the, I think it's just GM this time around. Yep. And to my left, we have Explain Why. Nicole playing cartographer Hickson. And Peter is Gaius Kalis. All right, gang, what happened last session? Last session, we raided a bunch of Viking Wokuban camps to find the treasure inside. We did. They were robots, too. The treasure inside was friendship. No, it was drugs. It was drugs. (laughs) Military grades, combat stims. So, super drugs. Also, we met Fives' mom. What comes after seven, Lars? Oh, no. Jesus, Lord. <sighs> so yes, you guys got a box of combat stims. Yep. And we're giving a pat on the head, you little rascally <laughs> little ragamuffins, and sent on your way. Yep. And now our plan is to peddle these, these drugs somewhere in another world to make a profit without having to cut in the captain of the deal. That's right, you and Fives, you, the two of you and Fives, have decided to do this. Yep. So, I'm presuming you guys are heading back to the Space Maggot? I suppose. Alright, you get into a shuttle, you go to the Space Elevator, it takes you into space, into the spaceport. I forgot it couldn't just land. Where your spaceship is docked in space. Space. The spaceport is bustling, you guys go to your terminal, where there's like a bunch of ships actually landed on platforms, and you guys, you know, head over. Uh, and, oh, you guys get just, just a swag bag. I was like, are, are, yeah. is there a custom checkpoint? Because I hope not. Oh, no, there is. I mean, probably you take things more going in than out. Like, eh, whatever, take anything. <laughs> I guess that makes sense, yeah. Alright, yeah, so you guys you guys distribute your drugs into your swag bags, so no one checks you when you head on through. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the captain's there on the ship, as is your, uh, muscle. What was her goddamn name? Monica? Monica. I think? Yeah, oh, yeah. it is Monica. Guy, oh, no, not Gaius. Is Gaius? Is that the name? No, that's your name. Yes, that is my name. <laughs> Listeners, I am learning... Everything about this game all over again. It's only been a few weeks. Jonas, in the belly of his own personal whale, his ship, uh, approaches you guys, walking on up. Hey, we got paid for the job. Oh, cool. How much do we make? Oh, yeah, I got your shares here. He actually has um, fiscal currency. Wait, oh. didn't we want to stay on the planet until we can find something that Captain There you go. Physical currency. How much did we get? You each got 1,200 credits. Okay. 1,200 credits. That's right. I have so much money. It's not that much money. Now we have to go down and spend it all. I have so much money. Also, you might want to mark off that 1,200 is in... Uh... Oh, no. You guys can get that exchanged for... Real universal credits, basically anywhere. It's small amounts of cash. Yeah. Petty cash. You don't have to worry about separating your different currencies. Or do you? X-Files theme. 
We should get you that, you know, soundboard. I know, I should get the soundboard set up. I, I keep thinking of it every time. Yeah, so we're just looking at what we're going to line the uh, hold with. Well, they do make a lot of mechanical things. I was thinking that we could do some run with engine parts to uh, Bellum. You want to go to Bellum? Like, seriously, I thought we were going to check for a job before we talked to the captain. Like, now we're just like, hey, here's a vague plan with no, like, actual anything about it. I mean, like, uh, like oh, yeah, I spent my proxy power to get some really good deal on, you know, parts as through AIAM. See, I got some, like, really cheap parts right here. All right, so you want you want to find engine parts? You want to find a deal? Yeah, I want to make find a deal. You want to find a deal? Let's make a deal. I want to make a deal. All right, let me just take a look here. So these would be okay. I guess we can pause. Okay, you ahead of time were able to find because you guys both looked into this. Uh, someone who will sell you. Um, engine conversion kits that will convert uh, diesel and fossil fuel powered engines into renewable energy or just very long lasting energy for 200 credits per ton. Yeah, the cheapest deal you could possibly make. Yes, we rolled double snake eyes. And this time it's good. <laughs> snake. It's just snake eyes. It's just snake eyes. Which, uh, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, so I guess we're kind of like, well, we found this really cheap Parts. You want to go to Bellum? I mean, what other place would take those things? Take what things? I'm just continuing the conversation from where you proposed it. Um, well, we got some conversion parts for basically automobiles and other crafts, and that place is really crazy for them cars. Well, we're gonna we're gonna sell radiators to those fucking people. No radiators. It gets them off gasoline and fossil fuels. That's... You, you want to, well, well, we're going to make them go green? Well... Think how much that would be worth to someone that's reliant on such a, such a um, rare resource. I mean, they washed their gasoline and now they won't have to use it. So for them it will be... It'll give, cars... it, whoever we sell to is going to be smart enough to know that this gives them power over everyone else. Oh, oh we're, we're arms dealing, okay. All right, I get you. you. We're arms dealing. <laughs> Close enough. Bellum is a delicate ecosystem <laughs> as far as murder goes. So if you're going to take one side off of guzzling, okay. What kind of deal is this? Well, we... um, would it be bad to not tell him about the drugs? Because then he might not be able to take the right precautions, and. Or would he try to get cut in on the deal if we did tell him about it? I mean, this is probably the first time you've tried something like this, so I'm going to have to leave it up to you to decide. Okay, so <laughs> I think we should tell him. Because lying about it means he's not going to know about them, which means that he might not... He'd be like, oh yeah, we're just carrying car parts. Who cares if we go through customs? And then if he finds out later, it's going to seem like we were hiding it. Plus you have smuggler holds on this ship that yeah. he has access to. Exactly. So I think we should tell him about it and um, go from there. So I'm going to bring this up. Sure, go ahead. <laughs> um, so yeah, we found a really good deal on that. Um, this is a secondary thing to why we originally wanted to go to Bellum, though. Uh, while we were on the planet side, uh, 
Fives. I keep calling me for Kong, like that's the name of the fucking planet. <laughs> Fives, uh, myself, and uh, Gaius here cut a, cut a deal, and uh, we got some merchandise that we were wanting to sell off to Bellum. What kind of merchandise? Military stones. That's really illegal. Hence, Bellum, the one place that won't care about that and really wants them. What and would you possibly trade the Bellum people to for? Bellum has... What am I going to trade the Bellum people for, for car parts? Bellum has other drugs that are less illegal. Also, they have... Uh, I mean... Fancy... They could, you know, some drugs that Luxuria might want. And that's right in the same system, so we wouldn't even go far. And I don't think they're as illegal as these drugs that we have here. Um, I mean, these are more specialized. Yeah, and they're also, like, just normal drugs. I can't see those being illegal. Like, just they're just drugs. Who cares? These are military. So we're trading engine parts. We're taking engine parts from Hukal to Bellum for drugs to take to Luxuria for... Alien parts. The... Fossilized. We're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna buy quarry runoff from the from the alien. Yeah, I mean. That means we can get a lot of it. All right, that stuff. One runoff is cheap. Oh, he's from the right? Yes. I keep forgetting. <laughs> runoff is cheap. That's just mining surplus, and we don't have a lot of cargo space. So, how many trips are we gonna make off of what we buy? Hmm. There some... Is there anything uh, uh, else of value on Luxuria? Uh, no. I didn't think so. Uh, so that's really the only thing we can trade for, but... I mean, this ship used to be a trade ship for Luxuria. It's not anymore because it's not that profitable. <laughs> but we, uh... We figure we know at least one place that likes alien parts. And that's how. No, it's the, the Fool, isn't it? Hall likes Eden Pals. The Fool's just right the next door. The prison planet. Hall? Yes. Why does Hall like aliens? Because they got the Psyche Academy, so they're doing some research, I suppose. Oh, I have no idea. I thought the Fool liked it. I thought you no. and guys had talked about this. We're going to buy fossil runoff and take it to a prison planet that has gas lamps and try to hawk it to the psychers there. What are the psychers gonna give us? Whale blubber? Pause for a second. Um, like, not out of character. Like, not, you don't have to pause the recording as much. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, out of character moment here, though. Um, I'm from Psychic Planet. Yes. Uh, prison Psychic Planet. Uh, by the way, listeners, I'm not from prison. My Psychic Academy just happens to be on the planet that was a prison planet. I'm not a I'm not a criminal. I am not a crook. <laughs> you ever on a planet that would toast you to the little, you know, death camps, not prison camps. It's always the death <laughs> camps. Yes. So anyways, um, I'm from, I'm trained at the Hall Institute. Yeah. What do psychic people have? Psychic people. Yes. But the like, Hall Institute has consumers? And military are the cheaper stuff. Militaries. Guard, weaponry, and gear that are strip mining out of the prison. We have a little trade good list. Yeah. And ornate stuff. So raiding the fucking staff lounges and whatever arts that the psychic people are making. So to come back to the cap, and what are we going to buy off the psychers? We already got a psyker. 
<laughs> he points. To, he gestures to you. Yeah. Hmm. Well, they do have a lot of uh, a lot of old weapons from the uh, prison. So does Hukal. <laughs> they also have a lot of very ornate, uh, like art and stuff like that from uh, back before. So we're gonna trade the psychers for art, okay? Where are we gonna take the art? I'm. There's a payoff coming, right? <laughs> Isn't this how trading works? Why is he getting so annoyed? He's not annoyed. He's just. <laughs> no, we're thinking that. I don't know, if we got some cash goods or we do some milk. The problem is, is you've daisy-chained up a bunch of tech level 3 and 2 worlds together. <laughs> He's like, I mean, that's half the world. He's like, where is it coming? No. So we offer that on half, prepare for some hard cash, we do some milk run to the full, and then we can load up on all the tech level 5 the fool has. All the tech level 5 the fool has. Including their... Highly legal stuff that maybe you want to go ruin. You want to go pre-tech raiding on to fool. I suppose. All right, but how does that tie into how? Um, because they're the same system as the fool, and would have the alien parts from Luxuria to unload in Hal for some cash, and then do a milk run between Hal and the fool. Okay, so we're we're wanting money. Or whatever, or whatever the fool needs. The people who have oil lamps and live lives of aestheticism and eat what I can only assume is rice and sadness. No. Actually, they're not monks. They're they're like a, a, an academy. And also, remember, Devin, all the members of the church that leave send a not small portion of their income back to the church. Actually, the my church is not poor. It's actually kind of rich. The fool likes military, and Hal has military. But who call has military? Yes, but we need to unload also those stims, and we got a really good deal on these engine parts. Yeah, to go to Bellum. Yeah. Yes. To get. Yes, that's why we're daily training. I feel like there's a few too many steps in this. Just as someone who trades, I mean, you've added steps to this. I we're mean, going to Bellum to get fancy stuff. Drugs. Or to get drugs, to sell to Luxuria, to get alien for parts. alien garbage, to sell to... How? Why, is, why do we want that? Why, why would they want because that? Because they're a psychic economy, and this is research for them, I suppose. Whatever... It is a really cool life form that, like, yeah, so I don't think there's another hey, one. It's something so, that survived in space by itself, and so on and so on. Just from an academic and from a mm. understanding the universe standpoint, researching whatever that creature is would be useful. So like, oh, um, maybe biosonic training, or maybe they're doing some, converting that to some sort of side drugs or something. Well, just, just learning about the creature yeah. is actually really valuable. Are the positive numbers things they consume? If it's above zero, that means it's more expensive there. So that's where you sell it. With yeah, that's where they consume it. Yes. All right, all right, all right, all right. Why don't we just cut out a middleman here? Why don't we just cut out a middleman here? We go to Bellum, and we pick up skilled laborers, and we bring them to Firma, because they have a labor shortage. Where's Firma? I don't know that place. Waterworld. Waterworld. It's easy to remember because of the name. <laughs> but it's the opposite of Firma. <laughs> it used to be land. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, what's that like? <laughs> Your original thing? Yeah. Your original setting? No. Okay. 
why don't we just pick up 60 tons of skilled laborers and bring them to Firma? And so like, Firma's tech level, Firma is a post-tech planet, so we could actually probably turn that into actual money. We have enough life support for that, though. Also, 60 tons of people don't take up the same amount of space yeah. as 60 tons of water. Like, water can be in squares. People can't... Like, they can, but you shouldn't do that. I mean, I mean, we spend a little bit off the top in wherever to get cots. I mean, there are some drugs you can put people under so that most of them will survive the trip and they won't consume as much air. Yeah, we don't really have cryopods. It also yeah. doesn't sound very humane. I mean, it's not. It's prisoners with jobs. Well, they're slaves, but on the other hand, they're getting away from Bellum. So I can only assume that they wouldn't object too harshly to that. Although, are slaves from Bellum things people like? I mean... I uh, assume people from Bellum are, like, just mouth-frothing savages. I mean, Vainglory slaves are better. Because they're tougher, and you know. So. Yeah, but you know, Bellum sucks. So there's no kind of hesitation on my point of you know being a slave. But the point is, I can get sixty tons of people on Bellum a lot cheaper than sixty tons of people on Vainglory. Fair. Especially for training them for engine parts. And then we'll just go to Firma. Cut out the middleman. That's fair. See, every step of the trade is income. You don't need to have... No, every step of the trade is a hermit shell crab house trade, where we're trading up a slightly larger houses and hoping nothing goes wrong in the chain or else we lose all the money we've been accruing. <laughs> this is two shops. Go to Bellum, you can trade off your little drugs and make side profit. Then we go to Firma. One, two, profit. And then what do we get from Firma? Livestock? Their Money? Uh, engine parts? Cheap maintenance? The money... We're not just trading for the sake of trading. We're trading for a reason. Alright? The ship needs maintenance. Our stores need restocking. And we need to s turn our income into things. Well, so Firma just has those things on the cheap. Because they produce them. Hmm. We're trading for the sake of trading. I'm like, I kind of am, but okay. <laughs> I mean, no, well, if you get money, <coughs> that's the end of the trade, but you still would need to buy something with the money to sell somewhere else, and you want to continue this day chain going. Yeah, well, if we're on Firma and you want to do, uh, I'm assuming, some sort of blockade run on uh, To Fool, we could pick up radiation gear. Is there a blockade around To Fool? I mean, for what we're going to take from it and where we're going to probably have to sell it, there's going to be a blockade or so we might have to run. Hmm. There's only a few things I could think of worth going to the fool for. Hmm. But we could pick up radiation insulation and atomic uh, screens for the engine room and the cargo hold. I suppose that's... And inoculation rounds. Okay. I think we'll do that then. Yeah, we'll end up spending most of the money at Firma just to retrofit the cargo hold to go to the Fool. 
Okay. Plus, you know, maintenance cycle would be out of order. Take some time to see the sights, catch some fish. What won't landing on Firma be a problem, or... Oh, Christ, we're not allowed to land on Firma. They don't allow non-citizens to land. You have to dock at the orbital. That might be a problem. Not really. We dock at the orbital. Okay. They have an entire docking system there. They can do maintenance on the ship, and we can get the cargo hold retrofitted. Yeah, at that point, we won't have anything illegal on board, actually, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, who hates only Pontar, or whatever, hates psychics, so never mind. Yes, only your home planet. Yeah, Ponular. Ponular, next to Bellator. The ice planet. There's several ice planets. Stormworld. Okay, so the plan is to go from here to Bellum. Yeah. Go from Bellum to Fermat, and that's it. That's and it. Two trips. And yeah, then we go to the full, then we go to Eden, roughly. Or we figure out something else to do from Fermat. I mean, yeah, if you want to do an Eden run or uh, any place that has a mandate presence, they'd, uh, they'd, they eat up that stuff. I don't remember what it is. <laughs> oh, a character. How does it work when we take on new cargo? Like, because we get money for because we get a share of profits. Yeah. Does that mean we have to pitch in to buy it? Mm. Like, presumably, right? See, you've oh got, yeah, you've got your seed money. Then you spend that seed money to buy cargo. Then you sell the cargo for a bit more than the seed no, money. No, I understand that. And, and you get the difference between the seed money and whatever you made. That's profit. It's like carrying... I understand how profit works. I understand, I understand how earning money works. I mean, we're a bunch of five different people. Yeah. Are we all pitching in to buy the engine parts? No, no, no. Peter was actually explaining it. It's like yeah. uh, how you have to carry a float in a cashier desk. You know how you have the float? The cargo's the float. Yeah, so basically... He's the, paid you on top of profit for what he got for the sell, but he's still keeping a core amount of money away from yeah. you that he does for exchanging the yeah. cargo around. Okay. But it's usually always in physical goods. Yeah. So basically, it's mostly for the captain. Like, in the scavenger uh, additional book, they explain that, oh, if you're in the scavenger feed, sometimes you get a share of space, so you can get your own stuff and just put it in there. And that's your own stuff, your responsibility. But there's like shared stuff as well. But in this case, like yeah, basically it's up for the captain to make the deals and make everything. He pays up us from the profit part, and we make sure that he can you know move everything around because we're the crew of this ship. And yeah, if you want to do your own stuff, you have to talk to the captain whether he rents you the space, or there's some space left over that you can just fill in with whatever. Yeah, like for instance, he has a couple tons of smuggler holes, and yeah. he's, he's not smuggling anything right now, so he'll throw your shit in that. Yeah. And it's fine. If there was competition for the smuggler's hold, then you'd have to start to get into a bidding war with the other crew members. Yep. He, he is remarkably fair about this. Yeah, who pays the most? Who I mean, you're gonna wanna keep your crew happy. When they're your, especially yeah, but you didn't wake up with a bomb collar on or something. 
So, you know, come on. <laughs> when they're your fucking pilot and healer, you better not do that shit. I'm also psychic. You don't know what kind of psychic powers I have, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I know your brain won't grow back. <laughs> uh, um, I've yet to see man outsmart bullet. <laughs> I mean, if we want a raid to fool, we can always take it to Ayun. Cool. Like I know, I know people who know people on Ayun who are interested in that kind of uh, hardware. Below board, of course. Mm. Well, that would be another alternative, I suppose. Well, I guess we can figure that out once we get to the full. Or at least once we get to Firma. Alright. So, engine parts, what did you got what do you got for me? Oh. Here's the seller. Sells it for really cheap, two hundred per ton. Alright, we got 60 tons here. We can end up actually probably reinvesting this once we get to another one. Yep, yeah, 12,000 to fill us up. That's not bad. Yeah. God, I wish we had more cargo space. Yep. Yeah. It's always how it is. This goddamn ship is full of so much goddamn knickknacks from. The last few owners. There's an escape pod system. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I suppose it will come useful. Eventually. Yeah. It can land in water. The ship. It's amphibious. Like, I guess it would be useful if it wanted to land on Firma, sneakily or something. It's actually really good for hiding from raiders or... Uh, the fuzz, because you just find a planet with water and you just crash on into the water and wait, they can't find you. Wait them out. Yeah, well. You, go into, uh, you go into a diabetic coma and you wait it out for a couple months and then you leave. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go into diabetic comas on purpose. Do your best to avoid those. As your doctor, I recommend it. So you just go to the med bay and you hook up a thing to your arm. And you just wait it out. <laughs> I love that the thing that Ayun sells are combat stims and space guns. Space guns. Space guns. Is that cost per ton? Yes. Okay. That's normally how you define it, and then you take into account the modifiers on the given planet. So, we'll be looking at that later when you get into the Sons of Gold. You probably get into Sons of Gold. <laughs> Yeah, alright, I'll put in the order, and uh, we'll load up. Otherwise, it's not that bad at all. Okay. Well. Scene swipe. Yes, I will pause. Okay, we're back. So, we, you guys decide not to haggle or screw with your seller, and get 60 tons worth of engine parts and conversion kits and chassis and whatnot. Okay. That's loaded into the cargo bay, all nice and packed up, tethered down. And then you make the trip to outside of the Hukal system, to the to the rim. 
Normally this will take two days, but because of Peter's piloting powers, it takes a day. Because our ship has spiked dive one, but since I have Starfire two now, because we just leveled up, then that makes it a dive level two. That's right. So you guys fly on uh, to the edge of the system. You guys have anything to talk about with each other for the day or so it's going to take there? When we're dividing the drugs, are we dividing the profit? From the drugs afterwards, or dividing the drugs first? I mean, I don't know if it matters. I think we just want the cash afterwards, and since it costs us nothing, then whatever cash we get is at the profit. I know, I just mean that um, fives wanted either 34 or 35%. 35%. 35%? As opposed to 33.33333. 33, yeah. So. We'll give him cash. And I also want cash, I don't want those things, and... Yeah, I don't have money as well. So, just money. Uh. And you guys get to the end of the system, and... Spike drive! Again, because Peter's an amazing pilot, instead of the normal six days for the jump, it's going to take... A day. Because... That's really good. <sighs> first of all, the drive... The drive starts at 1, it gets plus 1 because I'm star ferry 2, I'm trimming the course, which adds to the difficulty, and bumps the drive up to three. And then say I've got Starfire two, it takes only half of the usual time of travel normally take. So instead of being six days, it's one. So because it took shorter time, yeah. but it's the same amount of space that we traveled, does it consume less fuel or the same fuel? Same fuel. Spike drives always consume one fuel per jump. Fair. No matter how far you travel, it's just one thing. Okay. Yeah, he's just maybe more efficient with it. Yeah. Like, it's time that you're saving, and that's really kind of one of the more important things. Imagine if you guys are doing, like, uh, uh, volatile cargo runs. <laughs> Plus, the Space Megan has two, two fuel bunkers, so you guys have three fuel jumps uh, stored up in it. Hmm. Yeah. So, jump to Naraka system. The Naraka system. Wait, yeah. Okay. And then what? You, do you have to cross the system to get to the other side for the jump? No, you can jump from any part of the system anywhere. You just arrive at the predicted location based on which side you came from. So, people in Naraka know that we come from... Uh, what was it? Hukal? Hukal, yeah. yeah. So they know that we come from Hukal. You don't need to blockade Hukal. There'd be a ship right there on the edge where we arrive. Yeah, so you'd have to move to the whatever hex side of the hex of the uh, Naraka system to jump to no, no. system balance. Basically, when you arrive, you arrive from a fixed location. When you jump off, you can jump off from any direction and you get to where you go. Okay. So, yeah. So you can easily escape in random directions and it's hard to block you from leaving. It's easier to just block them from coming in. Okay. Alright, and then you have to jump to another system? Yep. So yeah. The next jump is from Naraka to Kaparaka. Uh, which is same ordeal, also trimming, but since it's two hexes away, then it's plus one difficulty. 
That puts up 10, which is my limit for free jumping, and we jump. It takes us two days. It goes two hexes. And then you add in the, and then you arrive in the very populated Cabarack system. Like your HUD and stuff, like when you guys, when the ship's coming on in. The Caparaca star, by the way, as you arrive on in, is a red giant star that's like pulsing and like it looks, something looks wrong with it. But uh, yeah, you know, you're getting, you know, uh, Caparaca has Bellum, Luxuria, Vainglory. You get an update on like, you know, the estimated amount of life, technology, trade and stuff. Uh, the Caparaca system is home to 15 billion people. It's one of the most densely populated uh, sectors in known space. Well, also hellhole. Uh, yeah, Bellum and Vainglory uh, both have populations in the billions. Tech level well, one, two, and three. <laughs> yeah, tech level one, two, and three. <laughs> it's horrific because Vainglory uh, has tech level one. Yeah. And they will Bellum's the most advanced, and it's the yeah. Mad Max world. Yes. I mean, Vainglory is basically Coruscant, <coughs> except medieval technology. And, you know, superhuman mutants. Yeah, it was strip mines. They're not mutants, they're just healthy. Gene-engineered. Yeah. And you guys arrive at the edge of the system, and you start traveling towards Bellum. Yay, not a day of trouble. You know, the captain's basically contacting people over the uh, comm system for nearby traders who've left buoys and whatnot, and, like, trade hubs. There's, like, flotillas and commerce people who mm. go on through here. Yeah. I guess we always try doing some uh, scan sweep because we've got the advanced um, scanning equipment on the ship. Maybe you can find some derelict stuff that nobody has picked up yet, and that could be another different run for us. Yeah, we could be uh, scavenging. Yeah. I guess I'll run the sweep then. We, we don't need to now, though. We're on a... Okay. We're on a run. Okay. Bellum. Where do we want to land on Bellum? Have you arranged a wire beforehand? No. No, I, I got some. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm sending out here. I, I have a friend of a friend on Bellum. I mean, in the setting, it's hard to arrange anything in advance because information between systems travels slowly. Basically, yeah, but people have what are called factors, representatives of yeah. people. So most yeah. planets that are worth trading to have people whose entire business is to live on the planet and facilitate trades between far traders. Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I got someone. She's kind of a, what would you call it on Paleoterra, a big game hunter. She's a big fan of hunting the most dangerous uh, kind of sports. Where the thrills take you. She's a bit of a slow socialite, part of the, the glitterati from some of the core worlds that are more well off. Huh. That's great. Oh, we'd love to meet her. Yeah, Bellum seems to be kind of her staging area. She set up shop here for the last decade or so. The implications. <laughs> the most dangerous game. Right? 
Bellum has a few moons. Uh, some of them look like they've long since been mined out and have been left derelict, basically. Like, you know, with equipment that have cracked into him and them and stuff that's still there. Ace. What? The moon's a man. Moon's a man. What? That's cracked into him. Into them. You said him. Anyway. <laughs> Some of these places have orbitals for far traders that uh, they'll like kind of set up around to kind of gauge the planet. Uh, Bellum is large. It has bodies of water on it. It looks uh, decidedly uh, savanna and tropical from the various continents you can see. Uh, not a lot of water though. It's not like uh, it's not like it's not like uh, what people talk about when they talk about Paleo Terra, where it was basically all ocean. This is mostly big landmass with water running through it. Mm. And like spider-like mountains and stuff, providing hydration and shit across tectonic plates. Cool. Okay, so the only question is, who who are we who are we selling this stuff to? Like, okay, no, no. <laughs> what are we getting out of this? We're buying people, right? Yes. <coughs> That's what we wanted. All right, so we need a little more civilized area then. We can't just go to a war clan. I suppose not. Plus, that'd be really dangerous. Yeah, it would. Alright, let's, uh. Give me a couple hours. Okay. I thought you said the own character. I'm like, uh. <laughs> okay. I mean, I guess we're. <laughs> I guess that's it. I guess we die. <laughs> I guess we. Park it in orbit, and I know for us, we'll be scanning the whole place down. Oh, that place is a war zone. Perfect. <laughs> uh, it looks like the civilization on there used to be post tech, you know, as were most planets that were mandate colonies. Yeah. Uh, and then they fell almost immediately into some sort of post tech war. <laughs> uh, well, good thing we've got such good equipment, we can do spy stuff and sell that information as well. <laughs> Yeah, there's uh, signs of radiation in the atmosphere that's mostly recovered because it's been a couple hundred years by now. Uh, but you can see burned out city settlements that have been built up and like reinforced uh, factories. Um, there's like ruins of orbitals, like actual like orbital satellite platforms that were like you know bombarding the surface that have long since been exhausted and have been like scrapped for uh, for their parts that have been just left adrift. Okay. It looks like space has not been on this planet's mind for a very long time. But, like, your sensors still pick up blips of, like, um, uh, you know, nuclear suppressant technology and, like, jammers and whatnot. Mm. A quantum ECM. Just old installations that are still running them. Yeah, you want that. <coughs> okay. Alright, alright. I, I got us a lead. So, our seller. She's been working with a few of the, the uh, well, not war clans, but survival clans that exist on the surface. And it's kind of set up a sort of shelter area. A lot of people, you know, I think it has like 15 million people living in it or whatnot. Oh, wow. It's off one of the, the purer bodies of water. Problem is, I can't really get in touch with her. Uh, I've been reaching out to the people that she leads leaves behind to run the factor factor office 
Uh, sounds like she has been off the grid for a little while. Maybe about a week. Hmm. So, yeah, we might have to ask some questions on the surface. Okay. I guess we can get the scan of the general area for maps and go from there. Yeah, the planet is covered in uh, not like perpetual storms, but it, it comes and goes with storms a lot. Big, nasty sandstorms that actually carry currents in them. Okay. Does a great job of fucking up your scanners. Oh. Okay. So I guess we land. Yeah, I guess we'll have to land. Yes, Nicole? That's just a daunting prospect. That's fine. We have atmospherics. Yeah, could even land in the water. Yeah, we could land in the water, couldn't we? Yeah, the question is whether the locals would like that. They seem to be. Fuck them! Okay. What a bunch of savages want. Land in the water. <laughs> yeah, there's a fairly big lake with like you guys see coming in, it is a ramshackle nightmare town uh, <laughs> built on and around the lake. Like, you know, five, six story buildings built out of scrap metal and husks of like large predator animals and bones and steel frames and billboards. <laughs> Uh, spray paint everywhere. Streets that have been choked and have canals cut through them for water to flow through. Nice place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like part of this lake was artificial. There's like a dam built into it that has long since been like reinforced and plugged up. Okay. From what you can tell, just because, you know, you're an engineering guy, this used to be a... This lake used to feed into the turbines for a... Uh, uh, for a, like, nuclear plant. This was probably, like, one of the cooling pools they had for one of the larger planet-sized uh, installations. Because, like, Earth-based nuclear plants, you know, they have, like, the very small pools in the butt. This was scaled up much bigger. Mm-hmm. So they just used an entire body of water for cooling. Makes sense, I suppose. So they don't have really access to oceans and stuff like that, and, yeah, yeah. whatever bigger thing you have. Yeah. Hell, as you're coming on in, you can actually scan the bottom of the lake as you're landing, and it has, like, a couple thousand old rods in it that are still like boiling. <laughs> that were just, you know, spent. Hmm. I mean, that's not a bad place to dispose of them. It's not a bad place to dispose of them. These people are drinking and swimming in this water. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully they haven't rusted over or something. <laughs> oh. Oh, Lord. <laughs> it's only been a couple hundred years. It's fine. <laughs> but the fish is getting bigger. Nope. Nope. Let me pause. Anyway, you land the vessel. The space maggot. Yeah. I wish you named it something else. Why? That was a gross name. Don't worry. Soon enough, we'll be millionaires. We'll be able to afford their own shit. Your own ship. The Luna Lorne. (laughs) (laughs) And you guys disembark on, like, a boat he has. Like, he has, like, a collapse of the boat with like a motor and stuff. Okay. Yeah, this place is choked in like grease and oil fires coming off of the top of buildings. There's flags everywhere with skulls and gears painted on them. Uh, everything's covered in spikes and weaponry. This this place is Raider Town. This place is Burning Man. 
man. This is there awesome. are literal barbed wire wicker men statues on the outskirts of town with raiders uh, strung up on the inside on fire. Man, this is supposed to be tech level three. I mean, they're having fun with it. <laughs> There's a lot of tech level three guns here. <laughs> is that all they care about? Yes. Okay. Yes. Like, you're getting out, and there's, like, you know, there, there's, like, someone with, like, a vase of water on, that they're bouncing on their head, and they have a machine gun on their hip and a bandolier of bullets uh, across them, like a like a ceremonial sash, almost. But it's not decorative. <laughs> it's bullets. <laughs> and there's, like, mutant kids running around with, like, heads that are swollen and have, like, way too many teeth in them and stuff. There's people that have Geiger counters, like, that they've pulled out of the wall that are clicking all the time. <laughs> you put some face mask on. You shouldn't have come here. <laughs> you wanted money! You wanted profit! You all. We sell stems. Yeah, you're here to sell these people drugs. Look at <coughs> Anyway, your fearless captain uh, leads you through the streets of these various cities. And this was like a metropolis. This was like an old, like, like this was like a major city like Toronto or whatever. There are highways everywhere that are ripped apart and, and like, broken down and with off-ramps that have been constructed onto it lean off everywhere. Jumping off-ramps. <laughs> Um, stuff that has, like, wood planks and, like, other bits of concrete piled up onto it to turn into, like, this is Fallout World. Okay. It's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, it has, a, like, 10 million people living into it, this city built on a, on a lake that can't possibly sustain it long-term. <laughs> well, hopefully they don't put the sewers into the lake. Sewers? <laughs> Okay. You mean up. you mean the the the, the basement level of this city <laughs> where people live to get away from the predators on the surface? Uh, they have like animal pelts here. There, nothing here is small. Any of the animals you see, like in the marketplace or in cages or whatever, everything is at least you know wolf size or larger. Like large dead mutated animals. Again, not like radiation mutated, just years of being here mutated. Like, <laughs> generations have made them hyper-aggressive. Oh, Australia. Yeah. Look at the guys playing down, it's like, hey, hey! Hey! His, like, face is all, like, swollen up and red, like he's taking a few hits to the head. He has cauliflower ears. <laughs> hey, strangers, right? Yeah. He has like a big, like, two hands uh, around this big, bloody chunk of meat. He was like, This is what you want. I don't think it is. No, no, you know what this is? This is adrenaline. This is adrenal gland from Alpha Wolf. Pure, fresh. I'm a doctor. Is it actually? Yeah, it's, it's really tumorous. Interesting. <laughs> Well, not like just all the time, so we're afraid these people are going to attack me. But You're stealing our souls! I'm doing it. 
this. When you eat it, it makes you strong. I have a gun. I don't need to be strong. <laughs> I just need to be fast. He smiles a toothless smile at you and says, that's what they all say, far trader. Your captain kind of just gingerly grabs you by the shoulder and kind of just starts steering you away from this encounter. So don't make eye contact. <laughs> uh. We follow the captain. Yeah, eventually he leads you to like a side street in an office. The office itself looks like it has like big concrete slabs that have been lined up against all its walls and shot and riveted back together with iron. There's an entire full like like tank tread like like treaded tank chassis that's been like bolted onto this building. That's been like uh, like reclaimed and added into the armor and stuff. This looks nice. Yeah, yeah this is her uh, this is her head office. What's her name? Her name? Oh, right. Yeah, you don't know her. Barbara. Barbara. Barbara the Factor. Okay. Yeah, Barbara LaFleur. Duly noted. He brings you on inside, and, uh, you know, there's like a little alcove area, and he has to knock, and it's like, come on! Don't leave us out here, the sun's going down! What happens when the sun goes down? Yeah, some of the animals come out. What do you think happens? Everything's a nightmare. <laughs> come on, sun. Well, eventually a slit opens. Someone stares out with a cybernetic eye and closes it and opens it up and you're let in. There's a dude. He looks kind of thin and raily. He dresses in a suit like he's from a business world but it's all like frayed and like all the edges and stitches have been like redone on them oh you uh you took planetfall very good yep yes um so you're the new crew nice very good all right so you're he just starts talking with your captain all right so the the problem with barbara is she was dealing with one of the war clans uh, because there's been a raiding problem in the area and the war clan hasn't been keeping up its end of the protection money. Um, and I think she got caught by the raiding clan when she was dealing with them. Which wouldn't be a problem. We could usually get her out of that. She, she's pretty resourceful. Uh, except the, the clan is an old enemy of hers uh, from when she first landed and they're cannibals. I see. Yeah, yeah. Her and a, a bunch of refugees are holed up in uh, in kind of a no man's land in between here and uh, here and there. Oh, complicate things. Yeah. All right. So I don't quite see how this is our problem because you know we have the we have. You know, you could do the trade here. We have the engine parts. You yeah. give us the people. And we can leave. And never come back. Right? 
Yeah, well, it's for us. Right, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, no, it's, it's, it's fine. It's just that if Barbara is, in fact, the War Clan will start raiding. Which also is not a problem. Well, you want your people, right? Yes. You can't have them if they're dead. I mean, we can leave today. I mean, you don't want these people. These people are garbage. No, you, want, you want good people, right? You're taking them off world. Well, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, Barbara's refugees are what you want. Okay, and they're... 60 tons of premium, premium, unmutated, uncorrupted, unrabid human meat. That's why the raiders want them so bad. They came out of this, uh, this underground locker they got down there. This, uh, uh, this, uh what do you call it? A vault? Yeah, yeah, some sort of old, some sort of pre-screen fallout shelter. <laughs> A couple hundred of them. Oh. Primus choices are few. Barbara earmarked it when she earmarked it to me at Far Traders for coming on down. Yeah, no was... mutations, no de deviations. Sounds like a perfect deal. Right? Yeah. So where are they? Oh, they're they're in the they're in the glass planes. Turns out that vault got cracked open when some of the old warheads went off. Okay, so we need to offload the Parts here, go to the glass plate, pick them up, and do it before the war clan invades, I suppose. Yeah, you need to get Barbara. She's with them. Ah, so they're in the same place. Yeah, she went to the ah. vault to get them back here. Ah, okay. A few of them are black thumbs. They know how to work machines. Yeah. They apparently got some gizmos down there for the, uh, that can really make the city kind of thrive a little more. Hmm. They got some, uh, she was talking about some premium unleaded, you know, human fuel. Machines that'll make the lake a little less weird. Mm. Hmm. Okay. So, what is the, so, uh, how come she can't get out? Like, how, how are they trapped? Uh, from what I can, like, she's, she's been radioing me. The, the storms come on in, so I can't get through to her no more. But but uh, the, the the raiders, Thanatosis and her hungry boys, have sieged the area. So all you got, so so she needs a distraction or someone to peel the raiders off of her, and she can get those underground people into the city. And they were going to use the storm as cover, but it's coming awfully fierce. They got a caravan with an unleaded harvester on it. Okay. I guess we have to do this. Yeah. I guess we have to do this. <laughs> <coughs> I'm actually not sure what we're supposed to do. Go in. Like, are we just doing Save her, get the cargo, and leave with the But cargo. the cargo's people! Cargo! <laughs> Dragon a bridge. <laughs> but I mean, if we are rescuing our own cargo, I think there's some um, salvager fee involved, right? Because this is not the deal we signed up for. I mean, you gotta talk to Barbara. Yeah, or, or, yeah, yeah. I like where you're going with this, but 
What do you What do you want us to do? Like, you want us to just fly the ship in? Just you know, I mean, run it into them. I mean, we don't have guns, unfortunately. Yeah, we just drive over them a I mean, bunch of times with the engine. I mean, you could just open up the hatch and let Monica take some pot shots. I mean, we don't have to open the hatch. You want to just drive the ship over the raiders back and forth until it's a pancake? I mean, what weapons do they have? Do they have some sort of anti-ship weapons, or are they... Uh, you, don't, you don't want to be taking your vessel, your your spaceship there. The, the, the testing ground is still really active ever since the lightning missiles were tested out there. There's a lot of storms and interference. You can't really... You can't bring anything uh, smarter than a bullet in. Wait, what do you mean? It tends to get confused. So, quantum ECM, I suppose? I don't know what those words mean. <laughs> Interference. Okay. It's just angry like a bee down there. One bee. Like, he makes a hand gesture of something that would be like much larger than like a dog or a cat. You know, like one angry bee. <laughs> Are there bees down there too? I, I don't know. It's by the maggot farm. <laughs> so probably. Look, Barbara can make this deal work. She has premium product ready to go now that you guys are here. Also she didn't know you were coming, but this will match up just fine. You can get these people. We, you can take the extra. We'll keep the black thumbs. You can send them off to where they need to go. It's a perfect deal. Also, we rescued the machine that's going to help their water, which is probably going to give us more stuff. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's worth at least some premium. I guess we'll talk with Barbara once we find her. Yeah, once Barbara's here, she can make it work, because if you start trying to take people without... Barbara kind of calms the crowd. If you try to take without her, they, they'll get a little squirrely. Exact same hand motion for something that's much bigger than what you'd expect a squirrel to be. <laughs> well, what do you think, Captain? Alright, well, it's, it can't be simple, but this seems fine. Yeah, probably we can get some better deal out of it. Saving Barbara. We'll definitely get more than the. We'll definitely get more back out of what we spent on the engine parts. He says in a language this man can't understand. <laughs> Okay. So do we need a truck? To get those people out? Uh, probably. Also, you said something about a big machine that they have with them to make the water not suck? They got a caravan. Oh, so they have their own transportation. But we have to get there, though. Yeah. You gotta peel the hungry boys off of them. That too. Like gene targeted weapons. Gene targeted weapons. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> this isn't Godbound or something. <laughs> well, you were just like word of artifice and death. Something. Like, Fertility. It's, it's tagged to whatever those hungry boy dicks are genetically like. Carpet bomb. And then they're the ones that die. And we're like, yay, we did it. Murder. <laughs> Yeah, if only we had some ship weapons, like lasers or sun throwers, just sun thrower, sun thrower, sun thrower. <laughs> is, it literally, is it literally just a, a flash? Well, it's a flak weapon and just shoots little silicone particles everywhere. 
It's for killing like drones and other small things that are too small for lasers. I mean, don't breathe it in. <laughs> I mean, it's usually like, oh, there are people around. There won't be people around. There'll be just like a you know fog where people used to be. Bullshit. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see what we got. Okay. Well, I guess I. They like lead you out to one of the garages which is more like kind of like a temple that's been set up like there's been all sorts of like billboards and people's faces <laughs> from like posters and statues stapled to it to show people kind of looking in flashlights drilled into the eyes so it's like a spotlight on the inside and yeah there's there's some tech level three like gasoline diesel vehicles in here oh wow these are garbage Good thing we brought the parts. I was about to say, what's your what's your first name? Gaius. Gaius. Guy. How fast can you convert some of these? Um, I probably could get them running within a few days. For days. all days. Well, there's multiple cars here, right? Yeah, well, like one or two. Yeah. Well, I would fix one, so take it as whatever. Oh, you and Five's working on it together. What do you think? Can you get us uh, one or two of these guys up and running? Probably, yeah. All right. All right, do it. Okay. So, I'll see what I can get in the market here. Cool. Okay, so I guess we set up. Well, once we do the cargo round to bring the shit over, I suppose. Yeah, he's basically going to start unloading some of the cargo and trading the parts for guns and weapons. <laughs> and mercs, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Rally up a warband. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I work here with fives, I guess. Do you, what do you want to do, Nicole? You can use your fixed zero skill here, or you can go around and have an adventure you somewhere actually else. have fixed zero? Yeah, I had to buy it so I could be able to heal him with my metasionics. Dude, that's amazing. That means you, fives, and him all have fix. Yeah. We can all start working on this, these goddamn vehicles. Yeah. It does. How long did you say it would take? I don't know. Probably not that long, I suppose, between the three of us. Three people splitting the work and going, on at, going at it hard. Yeah. I mean, basically, have like ready-made parts, just plug it in and start tinkering. So, okay. Jesus, this Probably is intense hours. music for being a mechanic. <laughs> I mean, this is you know a hell world. <laughs> Everything here is intense, basically, right? I'm gonna pause. All right, so listeners, there was a bit of time in between uh, me saying and we're back and what came immediately before it. Uh, it's I don't know, some amount of time later. Probably. And Kevin's here. So yes, Kevin. Hi. Hello, Kevin. So Kevin is going to be playing the character he made for this game when he's available to drop in. So don't worry too much about where his character is when he's not around, because the character doesn't exist when he's not around. And it does when he is. Don't fucking think about it too much. It's a he's, game. He's like a Schrodinger's cat. Yeah. So Kevin, talk about your character. Okay. His name is Project or sorry, Prototype Six. Doesn't really have a new real name, that's just tattooed on his forearm or whatnot. He is a tall alien that kind of resembles a leopard. He has four arms, four eyes, and teeth that kind of glow this weird bluey color in the dark. Like uh, Attack on the Block. Attack on the Block, that's a lot like that, yeah. Or the creature from Castlevania. Oh yeah, fuck, those guys are great. And yeah, he's just, you know, bipedal. Kind of lanky, covered in tattoos of various sorts. And, uh, yeah, that's that's him. Yeah, 
uh, Kevin's character comes from the uh, Naraka system and is a Narakian, which is the people, if you're looking at the sector map, that have the um, former warrior tag and the anthropomorph tag. Uh, they were the ones who got the shit kicked out of them by the tech level 5 people who set up camp on Eden and destroyed them in the war. Mm-hmm. So they're gene-engineered people. Yep. This one isn't gene-engineered. He's kind of a throwback to what they were before they got, uh, altered. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what he looks like. That's who he is. He's the warrior class, if you care, listeners. He's really good at murder. He's so desperately required. <laughs> He's a stubby warrior type. So yes, we return then to Bellum. Yes, Bellum. Bellum, Bellum the nightmare planet. Space Australia. Space Australia. Dollary Do destination. Uh, yeah, the sandstorm rages on the horizon. You guys are in the port city that you guys kind of landed your ship in, water-wise. Um... I believe that Gaius and you were coordinating with the mercenary woman to get all of the stuff put together. Well, the mercenary woman is. F oh, you mean uh, Monica here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we were planning on the uh, the gear and the amount of people we're gonna getting, and uh, from the forty-two thousand credits we had from the trading, we managed to get seven rocket launchers, twenty-five rockets. 10 sniper rifles, 4,000 bullets, 30 mercenaries, 10 combat rifles, and 30 rifles. Yeah, and they're all providing their own transportation. Yeah. So, yeah, if for people who care about the faction stuff and the economy stuff, what the guys did is they brought a bunch of tonnage of cargo here that were, like, you know, better parts for cars and, like, you know, TL4 engine bits and stuff. And they are trading that stuff to the people in the city in exchange for the currency values worth of gear they're getting. So they can outfit a mercenary squad to go and save those people that the factor uh, is trying to free from that vault. And yep. kill those raiders. And save the factor themselves. Oh yeah, and save the factor themselves. Yeah, that's, that's also at the top of the list. Somewhere out there. That's there. And get that unleaded water filter. Yeah, because the lake that this place is built around is super radioactive. I mean, would you like some spent uranium rods? I mean, they're down there. I mean, you know, we could salvage them. <laughs> uh, dude, people do salvage them. People go pearl diving for stuff at the bottom of the lake, and sometimes people come up with the rods that are hot to the touch, and they wrap them around like wooden aluminum, and they use them as, like, cudgels and bats. Well, they should use for, like, heating water or something. <laughs> yeah, that too. You know, they shave bits off of it and stuff. Uh... This place is a nightmare. Yes. So we're doing those prisoners with jobs a favor. Yes. Yes, you are. That's how you got to frame it. So I think, yeah, you are organized with Monica, and then the people who have Fix are working to get your own personal wagons up and running, where everyone else is just going to use their guzzling vehicles. Yep. So that's it. Yeah, other than that, I think it was uh, me and Fives working on... Outfitting the cars for whoever, and yeah, I think that's the general important part. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're not going to be able to transport all the people here because there's a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, but you, you can save them from raiders. That's good. Alright, and yeah, Kevin uh, 6. 
So yeah, you're off the space maggot, which is the giant fossilized uh, plated ship. What? What? Trigger's name is Six. Yes. Yeah, prototype Six. Okay. Six and five. I, like, I was like, his name's Fives, but oh. Ah, <laughs> uh-huh, there's a character named Fives. <laughs> I'm better than him by one. Oh my god, I could have called Monica Catra and the Cap. I could have. I could have done this whole thing. <laughs> I could have done the Gundam Wing thing. Okay. Oh, God damn it, Peter. Gundam. It's not important. It's not important to me. Alright, uh, yeah. You're basically going through this city. It is a sprawling, horrible plateau desert area with, like, a lake that used to be the cooling area for reactor rods mm-hmm. and, like, a crumbled and destroyed uh, planetary generator system that's just, you know, broken down now and they use it to live in mm-hmm. and have built like a city around it. The city has 15 million people in it. So the lake's fairly big. It's like Lake Superior. I think I said it was earlier. Okay. So it can support people, just not, you know, for a long time. Not for their entire lives. Well, for their entire lives. <laughs> but, um, yeah, your job is to go with Monica and just gather up raider people and get them get them ready to go. And you're, you're trading out tech level stuff and uh, engine bits. Okay. That's pretty much it. Uh, this place is a nightmare. It's everything you'd expect from Mad Max World. Would you like some adrenal glands? I keep my mouth shut and just try to look intimidating to help her with recruitment. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. There's just freaks and people. They have like tattoos and piercings and there's amputees that have taped knives to themselves and there's rusted spikes everywhere and... You know, there, there's camps of people who look skittish, like they couldn't cut it as raiders, that, like, Monica's like, come on, come on. We're going to give you this, we're going to give you this wheelbarrow full of guns, and you're going to come with us. It's mostly that. There's not anything worth role-playing out unless you want uh, to spotlight someone. No, not really. Alright. And what does Hickson do in all of this? There's sick people here. There's like millions of sick people here. Guess I could heal them. Does it cost you anything? No. So you're just like, boop! But I don't want a bit fucking stolen to be a slave healer. <laughs> that's that's fair. Because <laughs> that's what I would do if I were them. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, they're eyeing your shit and stuff. Yeah. Oh no, healing touch. That means if we cut the arm off, it will be able to heal people. The glove of Vader. Relics. Fucking triclops. Oh, Devin. God damn it. Now I kind of want to do Star Wars. <laughs> so dumb. Oh, I can read all the shitty novels, too. <laughs> and the comics. If that's your idea of fun. I mean, I really like Battlefield Earth. Okay. Um... Yeah, time will pass, and I think you, Gaius, you were trying to get in contact with the Factor, right? Yeah, using some of my programming slash fix skills, maybe we'll be able to get through the storms and connect with her to see what she knows. Alright, on a success you got your thing, on a failure something fun happens. Well, four, so I don't think that would be enough. Five, six, nope, not good enough. You failed? I failed. Alright, you got through to someone on the radio using your tech. You're bouncing off the ship's, like, antenna. It's a radar dish. It's like a clamshell, like, of just bits he's reinforced the radar dish with for planet side stuff. 
Okay, um, so yeah, I'm trying to reach Barbara Lafleur, I think that was her name. Hello? Who is this? This is Gaius, who's this? Uh, you didn't come through, who, who are you looking for? Barbara Lafleur? Hold. Hold. Holding? Yeah. Hello? Is this you, Barbara? Yes, this is Barbara. <laughs> I'm looking over to the guy that used to work with her in in his office. He's like he's like making this like like no motion with his hand. <laughs> How are you? I'm fine, Barbara. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm pinned down currently. Oh no, where are you pinned down? Over by the lightning missile testing range, the glass fields. Oh no. Well, your voice is breaking up, though. Who is this? This is your boy, Gaius. Remember me, right? Yes. Of how could I forget? I cannot picture anything but a fucking killer croc right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like. It sounds like a killer croc. So, where's the money you owe me? You'll have to come get it off my corpse. You're coming in to help, right? Nah, I've got your office right here. I think I'm just gonna break down this safe you have here and take whatever's in it. Okay. Okay. Well, good to know ya. Yes. Gaius. I turned off the radio. That was pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, there's your radio attempt. Yay! Yay! They know you're coming. Sort of. They know you're coming. Yay. <laughs> you were pinging a radio signal over to Barbara looking for her. You're obviously back up. You were call you didn't come to Bellum. Calling her for money she owes you. Money? What the fuck is money? <laughs> yeah. uh, if only Fias had helped me, that would have given plus one. That would have been enough. I mean, Fives is busy. Damn you, Fives. No, fives is fucking busy right now. Oh well. So that's it. I that's guess. it. Like an hour or two goes by of furious prepping and stuff and outfit and outfitting. Yeah, you've got 30 guys with various vehicles to hold them. Some have monocycles, some have cars, jeeps, dune buggies, ATVs. One guy has a bus. It looks like a VW van. Cool. And they're just, it's it's Burning Man out here. Yeah. I think for ourselves, I have a car that has those slants in the front for anti-bullet stuff. So I can like... Take a sniper rifle, plug it out, and just plug it like that. So who has the shoot skill at least zero? I think we all took shoot skill at zero. Yeah. Ha ha! For shooting! Hooray for murder! Because we leveled up! Because we leveled up. Alright, yeah, you have 30 guys. You basically have a posse. Cool. They're all, like, they're all super excited for the murder, too. Like, they have, like, you know, things on their vehicles, animal skulls, machine guns... Rocket launchers prepped. Yep. 
And one of the motorcycle guys has the rocket launcher on the back of his motorcycle. He's super ready about his first mission. <laughs> uh, Won't that toss him off the motorcycle? I mean, he's going to have to, like, while he's driving, Witness. he's going to have to grab it and, you know, aim it and stuff. Like he always like stubbed them on the cycle. Like. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna stop driving. <laughs> yeah. A lot of the vehicles have like ramps built on them and stuff, and like flat angled surfaces on the back of them. Mm -hmm. Clever. So I guess yeah, we'll give the better guns to the more skilled people, including our guys. If Monica doesn't have her rocket launcher, she has weapons for this. She's Good. not gonna need the Mad Max weapon. Kevin, do you need some of those magical weapons? I don't have a gun, so... Here's a gun, it's a rocket launcher. Yeah, we've got rocket launchers, we've got sniper rifles, and we've got combat rifles, and normal rifles. Uh, give me a sniper rifle, actually. I do extra damage if I hit people with sneak. Oh, you're, you're gonna sneak up on them? With the sniper rifle, yes. I, I just imagine, like, you grab a sniper rifle and fire <laughs> And like you're sneaking up, like dun 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 dun, and just cave them to death with it. Yeah, that could work. Like, I mean, their it's... head outline in the barrel, <laughs> fucking Wiley Coyote style. So yeah, the stats are on page sixty-seven. Just grab them. Okay, so I think we're ready to roll out. Oh boy. Oh boy. Ooh wee. Here we go, killing again. Alright, well, let's... Alright, we're back. Your raiding company takes off with you guys. <coughs> I gotta say, you're gonna probably have to leave because you're leading the convoy. Yeah, probably. And you guys know where to go. So, are you all on the same vehicle? That would probably make uh, narrative sense, yes. Because the three of us could be on one vehicle, and like the captain and someone else would be on the other vehicle or something. Exactly. Like uh, the mercenary and the robot will be on one, and the captain will be on the ship, guarding the ship. Okay. Because your ship <laughs> can be stolen. Just take the computer out. We're gonna get back, and our ship's gonna be on bricks. Right? <laughs> that's why. Oh, that's why your ship has the anti-boarding measures too. It'll, it'll, all 15 million people could try to charge on into that ship, and they're gonna get fucking slaughtered. <laughs> Just you know, engage the lock and make it sink below the water. Yeah, but what if I like we're not gonna let you go back to our your ship before like he, he, he's gonna stay on the ship. Okay. Thanks, head, head captain. Uh, you're welcome. He'll probably work on uh, figuring out the logistics of the new crime we're going to do. <laughs> Good on him. The new crime. Crimes. Alright. Your convoy takes off. The planet, uh, for its hundreds of years of neglect, still has roads and some infrastructure built into it. Like, you guys are actually able to drive along a highway with long, gutted-out cars and vehicles on it and, like, go through, like, breaks in it where there, you know, falls down to the desert below. And basically you follow a, an on-ramp for a while, and eventually starts to give way to a sandy road with, like, old 15-meter-high stone barricades with, like, metal reinforcers that have long since rotted and fallen apart. And uh, there's a sign, like a, like a billboard sign made of old, like, TL5 materials that have, that's been, like, peeled off and cut because people are trying to harvest it for parts that just, like... It's basically old Terran for, you know, warning, do not go here, illegal, stop. 
Perfect. Bad place. And yeah, the dunes and the sand uh, eventually give way to glass. Lots of glass everywhere. Black and blue glass with black, with like uh, spider line cracks going through it. Mm-hmm. And there are basically, um, yeah, your, your tires are basically made of metal and mesh because <laughs> this would be a nightmare to drive through. At least one of the cars that uses treads. And uh, yeah, there are giant craters that are probably like, you know, 10 meters deep and like have a big radius that are just giant gouges in the ground that have been glassed over. There's bits of metal machinery stuck in the middle where like a bomb was dropped and went off. Um, and as you go through the, the lightning missile testing ground, uh, the storm is there on the horizon. It's giant. You can actually see that as like a cylindrical storm with like kind of evening out in the middle and, and reaching to where you guys are driving to. And uh, an angry lightning uh, explosions going off inside of it as some of these old munitions go off. Cool. You look so concerned, Nicole. There are some munitions in the ground? Oh, yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. There's leftover munitions here. (laughs) The the, the testing basically left this place permanently infected with this storm. Fun. You know, and then the war happened. And they all went off. It's not great. This isn't a minefield. (laughs) <laughs> they just kept blowing up bombs. Anyway, eventually you start seeing signs of life. Turned over cars, uh, people that like crawled out of the wreckage and have a hole in the back of their head. Um, <laughs> like a convoy that's like a convoy that's been put like up on its back and is split in half, kind of like the Titanic. Like it's curled backwards, basically. And like all the metal and grate and, and uh, uh, structure in it is fused, like it melted. Uh, there's lots of crucifixes out here made of metal that are like, you know, melted down slightly and charred. Like hundreds and hundreds of them in a line. Like this place is, has lightning rods everywhere that are crucifixes that have like old rope marks on them. Jeez. <laughs> this place is a nightmare field. <laughs> One of your raider guys, who I guess is with you in the car to help coordinate the team because he has radios. He has a radio backpack on and like binoculars and stuff. Yeah. It's like, all right, we're going for the sacrifice field. Cool. The old tribes would bring their wounded, would bring the enemies, their enemy wounded here, and sacrifice them up to the gods to bring the storms. Why would you want to bring the storm? I mean, he like gestures to like the charred cars. There's like a building in the distance that's in half that has a boat through it. He's like, they're great. I mean, they bring so much stuff around. Oh yeah. Plus, you know, they scare off the animals. Oh. Animals are smarter than people. <laughs> animals don't have bunkers. The planet still has animals? Oh, yeah! You haven't seen any because of the storms and the lightning and the bullet farms. What animals? You know, animals. He, like, makes, like, a big arm motion. You know, like, Dogs. these big teeth, claws, <laughs> animals. As you, you guys have to jump uh, a broken part of, like, uh, there's a trench running through here, and there's, like, a broken bridge, you guys have to do a slight jump over it. And in the trench is a large animal skeleton, probably about 30, 40 meters long, and its bones have, like, metal outgrowths on it and mineral deposits. It had two heads that were fused together in the middle with teeth in them splayed open. Yeah, animals! Animals. Megafauna. 
No, Makes. They all died off in the war. Only the little mutants are around. Uh, they disappeared when the Boom Booms came down. That's unfortunate. Now, when Thor showed up, wiped the whole place clean of them. No more ice giants. That hostile. Thor is God you sacrificed to? No, no, he just dropped his hammer here once and it's all lightened up. Oh. Killed off all the giants. <laughs> he nods like that's logical. That makes sense. Let's take some take notes. Yeah, I'm taking notes and shit. Nervous about this mission. <laughs> You're nervous about your first mission? <laughs> Second. Keep, why do we keep going to death fields? Like, I mean, money, but surely there's money to be had in nice places. That's not where far trainers go. I mean, that's where we're going next. Well, first, first we need some, you know, Yeah, stuff first you went to Ice World, now you're going to Nice World. <laughs> next is Spice World. <laughs> it's very British there. <laughs> the spice must flow. They have that movie. Right. Oh my god, Spice World, I forgot. I thought you were making a Dune reference, but you were making a Spice Girls reference. <laughs> I'm remembering the Spice Girls. <laughs> I had forgotten about them entirely. <laughs> Something you haven't thought about it in decades. In decades and decades and decades. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you guys are in the storm now. Which means it's a big, like, dark, no sunlight except for the dual suns that are nearby shining through, because they're much closer, leaving this place kind of barren. Uh, and the lightning arcing through. Like, large bolts of it. This smells like ozone and charred hair in here. So it's basically a never-ending thunder uh, that keeps constantly happening, and the crushing, crinkling of glass under your wheels. Oh, and the grinding of the engines. Oh. Will they be grinding the TL4? Yeah. Yeah, they're grinding. Okay. They're grinding because every once in a while they get hit by lightning. <laughs> like, it happens. You lose a car. Oh, no. Like, you're driving and a bolt goes in front of you guys, wraps around because it's attracted to the electricity, like, <laughs> and hits a guy on a motorcycle that was carrying uh, some rockets. Not a rocket launcher, just some rockets. And he goes up. But look at your character's faces. I want to go home. Can we turn the raid around? <laughs> yes, yeah, so let's go to the inside out planet. Or the you know, ice storm planet. I'm just wearing like two pairs of goggles, head hanging out the window. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the guys are like go like start going hey, and shooting their guns off when that happens. Wasting the money for those bullets. They're literally shooting money. <laughs> Gold chink. <laughs> Look, look, Peter, they became far traders. You're shooting money. <laughs> it's like half a credit each bullet. Ping, ping, your bank, your your profits for this mission. Ping, 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 ping. Uh. Alright, so, uh, who here has notice? I uh, I think I took not a zero. Woohoo! What will you have, man? I have zero notice. What, you have a, a zero? I have no notice. No notice. Neg no notice. notice. Okay. Then the people with notice, I are going to make the notice roll. No, wait. I shouldn't be make, asking you to make rolls. That's the opposite of how this should be going. 
I want to do something different for this. Okay. Uh, so yeah, let me start over. In the distance, you guys start seeing outlines of what could be vehicles and installations. Like, like just kind of the vaguest outline of the landscape changing and vehicles in it and they're lighting up and stuff in the background. And you can hear the kind of vague crackle over the thunder of uh, bullets going off. And your convoy's heading in that direction. Hmm. What do you do? I guess you could take the sniper rifle, you know, scope and scope it out. See whether that's our target. You're gonna scope out the sniper rifle? Okay. Yeah. Cool. I mean, that's, that's what you would do. do. the same, I guess. Are you gonna do that too? Sure. Alright. In that case, roll notice. 2d6, Nicole, not d20. What the fuck? <laughs> seven. Also, seven. Success. All right. So, what you guys see on the horizon is you see, uh, similar to you guys, raider cars um, with the Vegas outlines of people on them, uh, and they're driving around an area, shooting into it. <coughs> and the area kind of looks like it's, it's some sort of structure just nested in the sand. And your whole convoy's coming up on it. So I guess we check with some America or whoever's around here, like, hey, are those those guys? Those the cannibals we're after? Shoot the cannibals? Are those are those those guys? What do they look like? Like shoot, you know, describe whatever. They look like us. They look like people with guns. They did have like the same kind of aesthetic of spikes and yeah. like, flags and things on fire. You describe that to him. Yeah. They look like us? Yes. They're cannibals! Shoot them! Okay. Shoot them, take their guns. <laughs> do you guys want to go in or do you want to send people from your convoy in? Any of your 29 people. <laughs> do you have stab? Yes. Is that what you'd use for throwing weapons? Exert, I think. You know what I can do? Six just reaches over and takes one of those rocket launchers. And I'll just succeed. And then I auto succeed in hitting their vehicle. <laughs> the biggest Which I can do once per scene. That's an amazing thing to do once per scene. Which had a gold sticker. Yeah. <laughs> Senpai, Tabo. Yeah, you just. With all four arms, support it. It's just. The rocket goes into the storm cloud and gets and like it's kind of dark for a moment, and then it's lit up, and you see the outline of a car splitting in half with a bunch of people being thrown out, but like some of their limbs are separated from where they are in the briefest like lightning moment it happens. Uh, and then you guys start driving up and see, yeah, burning debris. There's a car with skeletons on it that are like bolted in with like a with like a, a, a rivet gun. Uh, there's a dude crawling away from his legs, and he has, like, teeth all- he's wearing, like, teeth necklaces. How many were in vehicle? Uh, you couldn't tell, really. This looks like it was, like, a four-seater. Kind of looks around at the bits and pieces. That's four. Four. Four works. <laughs> he's, uh, he's crawling over to his shotgun, which has, like, a human skull on the double barrels of it. Eh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Got guy off. Picking it up. Run him over. <laughs> he just <laughs> run him over. Yes. Speed bump. <laughs> Back up a few times. Yeah. <laughs> uh. All right, you 
You run that guy over, and the convoy kind of slows down and starts circling the wagons of this area. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is... Do you have to... Yeah. Go to pause? I'll pause. Yeah, so you guys are back, and you guys are circling around the uh, thing they were attacking. <coughs> um, yeah, your whole convoy kind of starts to like, go around it. And yeah, it looks like it is a uh, covered transport of some sort. Like, uh, not not a bus, but like, you know, those military trucks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's basically that. It's tracked. Uh, it has a covering to it that's been shot and blown open. There's a few dead people inside. Uh, and it looks, the, the vehicle itself doesn't quite look like the rest of the vehicles here. It looks like like it was actually built like during a technical 3-4 era and it is standardized. It has military markings on it and it's clean. Oh, cool. It's not old either. It looks like it's it's fresh. Oh. Huh. Yeah, there's people in, like, green and red jumpsuits in there that look surprisingly not like garbage that are dead in there. Like, three or four of them. Hmm. So I'm guessing they might be from the vault? They look like it. Okay. I guess we should check those out. What do they have there? Uh, some of them have, like, laser guns. Oh, cool. Like, just, like, like a little, like, pistol that fires a compressed, you know, ball of laser. Um, other than that, not much. It looks like these guys were holding, were like out here and died. Okay. They, they broke off from the main convoy. I guess I'll definitely take those guns and I can use them for scrap for upgrading myself with them at some point. There you go. Um, if it's like a TL4-ish card, maybe it has like roughly some GPS location where it came from. Oh yeah, the dash has a little like uh, like a little computer built into it. Yeah, so I'm going to try to get data out of it. Yeah, it's like a big round radar. Um, mm-hmm. That's like uh, oh, it's scrambled oh. because of the storm. Okay, the storm ruins all navigation equipment. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. So I'm using the car isn't functional anymore? Can we just take it and drive it? Uh, well, the driver is draped <coughs> over the steering wheel full of holes, uh, and the engine block looks like it took a pike to it, and the pike had a grenade on it. Like someone, like, hucked it through the grill. Okay, well, I guess we're not doing that. Let's <laughs> have repair. I will repair. It'll just take time, and yeah. you'd have to probably scavenge parts from one of your other cars. Yeah, so I guess we just so we have some spare capacity to haul things. Just you know, take the engine block, put it on, you know, back of one of those things, and that's the only. I mean, thing you can come well. back and scavenge definitely if we find it. The sandstorm. I know, right? Yeah. So just take the things that are of value, put it in the scrap, and. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, if you got, if you start looting, then the the rest of the raiders will like start crawling over this and start stealing. They'll start like cutting into it and like hacking parts off. Like someone takes the mirror, people start cutting the canvas off and wearing it like a cape and stuff and start stealing. Fifteen minutes. <laughs> Two guys are fighting over that dead guy's gun. Okay. Stealing. We paid for it, so whatever. It's out of it. We paid for it. Well, yeah, we paid the merits, I suppose, but whatever. Well, like it's on their person. You can probably recoup it later from shares. <laughs> like pirates. <laughs> Free merchants. 
You paid them in gear and opportunities. And they're going to repay you by taking. That's so nice of them. <laughs> Alright, you guys load up and continue on the trail. These guys actually left a trail, basically, in the sand from their like travels through the glass, because that, that doesn't smooth over very well. <laughs> so you actually have like tracks in the sand that have been crushed up and then filled with sand to make them more obvious. Okay. I guess we go down the opposite route. Yeah, that makes sense. Alright, after a while you're starting to hear more sounds in the distance. The sounds of uh, gunfire and engines and um, screeching metal. I guess we're going the right way. Just, I guess we should be on the lookout. Yeah, how do you guys want to handle this now? Because you're coming into the combat zone where the raider gangs are. Um, well, I think we should use our advantage, which is rocket launchers that have high range. But outrange any guns out there. Yeah, and rockets are dumb systems, so you just need to be able to see your target to yeah. point and click. And then as we're approaching, we switch to sniper rifles, which are also high range. And then we switch to the rifles. <laughs> and suddenly, so some of the guns at the range decreases, I suppose. Alright, uh, one problem is getting line of sight, because this storm is bad and a hazard, and we're going to start We're going to start to be rolling for hazard rules soon. <laughs> so how are you going to scout out locations? Hmm. Should we take some people on motorcycles and let them drive out and report back? Never shows. I guess. Is that what we're doing? Nicole, Are we Kevin? friends in that area? You don't know. Because oh. you have to go into the midst of the raiders. Like, you found the Raider Gangs. I guess, even if we take some motorcycle out and then come back in and some people will be chasing them, we could still rocket at those pursuers. So, I guess... You, you want to start trying to kite them? No, as in, if it comes to that, if it comes that, you know, that little bag thing wants to go back, then we can take some shot of opportunity on that. What do you guys think? This is your guys' show for profit. I don't know how helpful having motorcycle scout is going to be, considering people are in vehicles and therefore moving. Why do you look? I, I'm just yeah okay. Um. So we have problems with lines of sight. We don't know which way to approach from, and we don't know what's out there. I suppose we try to solve that by sending a scout, so they figure out where things are roughly, and then approach from the most. Mm, advantageous position. Alright, so it sounds like you're sending in scouts. Yep. That sounds like no one is arguing with that. Hmm. Yep. Are they in vehicles? Yeah, they're in motorcycles. Not the scouts, the bad guys. Yes, yes. I've described that several times. Everyone's because in vehicles. telling us where they are isn't going to help if they're in vehicles. I mean, knowing what kind of vehicles they have, how many there are, what they're focusing on. Having information is better than not having information. Yep. Unless, do you have an alternative? Nope. Okay. Yeah, I'm going with that. Then scouts. Because the alternative seems to be doing nothing. <laughs> Alright, so, um. You have a few motorcycle people around, and you also have, like, dune buggies and ATVs. Yeah. What are you going to descend in? Like, just all of them? A uh, few of them? I think uh, just a few motorcycles would be good enough. We don't want to send too many people, I guess. Sure. All right. Let me... Okay. So, 
Peter did a lead roll and got a... 10. All right, so you successfully coordinate the motorcycle guys into the storm. Uh, they go in, you hear gunfire, whirling, screaming, chanting, and uh, you hear crackles over your radio as your coordinator guy in the car with you is grabbing information and yelling it back in. Okay. Hi, boss, we got a count coming up. Give it. All right, all right, all right. They got, uh, they got seven, seven ground cars. Okay. And there's a, there's a biggins in there. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, big Rhino. Okay. A tank? Yeah, that's the one. Like a Rhino tank. Jeez. Yeah, there's this, uh, there's this old bunker from before the, from before the booms. Yep. They're, uh, they're shooting into it. A bunch of people in there, shooting out. I think that's our place. They got these flashlights. They aren't working. You can't yep. kill people with flashlights. You gotta grow them from a farm. Yep. Okay. So I think we need to circle back and... Uh, oh, I think we lost one of them. Okay. Oh, they're breaking off. They're coming this way. Okay. Well, I guess we should do some half circle formation of the crescent and prepare to shoot at them. All right. The first round of combat is starting for reals, which means uh, is anyone piloting this car? I guess I'll be piloting the car. Oh, oh, good. Good to know. I'm just going to briefly... Okay, so, Peter, since you're the pilot, make an evasion check for your car. Yeah. Yes, success. Perfect! Lightning strikes uh, the, the edge of the car and just kind of dances off into the ground below. Cool. And it like, kind of melts off some of the side mirror and the, the door. Uh, and... You did it, Devin. You yeah, it's it. gone forever. I think that was yours. Yep. <laughs> you don't know, go. It rolls high. No, I don't want that one. Go, Nicole. Pick it up. Okay. Perfect. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. All right. One of your cars explodes. Oh, no. Uh, it hits the ammo belt, and the ammo belt goes through the guys into the uh, fuel tanks, and that thing, like, veers off away from your impact into, a, uh, into, like, an old pillar and explodes. Like, flaming wheel rolls by. Uh, hope it strikes some of those guys as well. No, because they're not even near you right now. Well, it, they'll come here. It only strikes you guys. Like you're ah, and like your guy is shot in the arm. He's like ah, damn. Okay. All right. So your first turn, you guys avoid most of the catastrophes of the lightning storm. Um, you're gonna move into position to like half moon it. Yep. Crescent them. All right. Uh, the first few vehicles are coming through. There's three of them, and they have one pilot, and it looks like he has been strapped into the seat, and his hands have been, like, like taped and chained around the steering wheel, and it's been set in, like, certain directions. <laughs> and he's just driving directly at you guys, like, grimacing. The back seat is full of gas tanks. Monica... <clears throat> 
Tires. 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 Well, you guys. It's all you. All right. What would bladed or what would like thrown weapons be? Would that be shoot or? Let me double check that real quick, just so we know. All right, we're back. So I guess using a steady enough like pipe spear. Oh, they got plenty of those. They're just lining your car. Yeah. Could probably wrap it up and make it flip or. Yeah, if you want to like uh, mess up the wheel, sure. Yeah, I'll try to do that. Like so... the wheels are shredded like bits of rubber and stuff that have spokes on them that come from different cars. And some of it's been like covered in like resin and other parts have like been metal jammed onto it. It is ripping up the wheel wheel well. Hmm. So would this be a D20 or 2D6? D20. D20, and you're going to roll and hit the vehicle's AC. AC. Okay. Which is... Uh, 10. So it's... I guess strength? Yeah. Uh, D20 plus strength. Plus your shoot, and you, have to hit, and you have to hit 10. Okay, I got um, 14. So you hit? Oh, cool. Alright, uh, <coughs> you chuck one of those, uh, it even has like a little charge on it, uh, into the wheel well and take out the wheel, and that one guy who like locks eyes with you, uh, like gets his arms broken as the wheel turns on him, and he 90 degree angles into the car beside him, and they both explode. Okay. So two cars down. No, there's still one going. That guy's just ramping up. He's 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 going directly for your car because he saw that. Mm-hmm. I guess tell Monica to shoot the rocket at it or something to take the guy out. Chalk off another rocket. Monica's gonna auto succeed. Okay, she'll spend her auto succeed. Burning gasoline everywhere. Lightning highlighting in the background. It's just fire and lightning and explosions and charred car bits. Okay. So that's almost half of them. Yeah. Okay. All right. From the debris clouds of the burning diesel and uh, twisted metal, uh, two more cars come in from the background, and these are higher off the ground, have treads, and are better armored. Like They have like doors and parts from other cars on them. And there are people inside, um, like some are hanging out off the side with like guns, and there are people inside, like pointing out of the interior of the vehicle, and it's just coming straight in for you. I guess the command people will salvo at them with. Oh, you uh, took your action. Okay. I would split focus. What does that do? What does that mean? Tell me what that means. Well, I can, you know, partial my attention out, instance myself with the multiple things, so one arm steers the other, your eye goes that way, and, you know. <laughs> the way you say that makes it sound like Rudgerhauer is driving, and all of a sudden half of his face has a stroke, and his eye, like one eye's on the car, the other guy's because of the side, and he starts talking off of one side of his mouth. Almost. <laughs> I split my focus. He's just like, <laughs> Okay. Nicole, what do you do? I mean, that's fine. <coughs> but yeah, you get a turn. I guess I shoot them? Hooray! What are, what are you going to shoot so them So much murder for a healer diplomat. You guys went to Murder Man Planet. You're a psyker. Psyker drug dealer. Also, oh, this is a mission of mercy. You're saving these people. <laughs> from themselves. I don't even mean the vault owners. You're saving these people from having to live on Bellum. <laughs> Roll your thing. Can I shoot the driver? 
Oh, yeah. Like, he's inside the car, and he has, like, the kind of windshield up with, like, metal over it, but you can see him. I'm gonna try to shoot the driver. With, what, a gun or a rocket launcher? What do you want him to go? I don't know what rocket launchers really do. Explode. More than a gun. Okay. I'll do that then. Right. Don't botch it. <laughs> so, D20. Plus shoot. Plus your plus shoot. Dexterity. Plus your dexterity. Plus any base tech bonus you have. So plus one. Zero. Eight. That veers off and misses. It's hard to aim when you're driving and moving. It ain't so great. Yeah, alright. Uh, we're back. Uh, yeah. A lot of the bullets uh, ping off of it. Some of it, like, dent in and damage it and stuff. But for the most part, it's a vehicle that is armored. Okay. So, I guess, next round of combat, we figure out what to do. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they're going to ram your car. Oh no! What's what's your AC, Peter? Ten or what your AC is? Uh, my AC is fourteen. Okay, let me just figure that out. All right, bullets from that gun, or I'm sorry, firing from that car, rip into the side of your vehicle, uh, significantly damaging it. Okay. Hmm. Uh, that's about it. Yeah, well, they're rammed into us. I guess you could jump. They haven't rammed in yet, but they're, oh. they're closing too. Oh. They're just also firing at you with like oh. unplaced weapons. Okay. Do you want the us to witness you six? <laughs> uh, they're shooting at us. I mean, grab four you know, machine guns and shoot back at them. <laughs> hmm. Because we do have those. And the rocket launchers. Trying to think of. Uh, do we have like sheet metal up here or anything? Sheet metal? Sheet metal. Probably. Yes, there's sheet metal everywhere. Alright, I'm going to grab a bar of that. It's uh, kind of with like two of my arms. And leap onto that other car that's ramming against us, I guess. Okay. And start stabbing at their heads over top of it. Alright, there's a guy on there. Uh, roll to hit him. Okay. You're going to tangle with him. So that's d20 again and just... That's a... right. d20 plus all those numbers. Okay, d20 plus... Stab. Plus strength plus... Plus all the attack bonus yep, stats. That's right. So I got 20. You've hit him. Okay. And now, stab damage. Okay. Just your weapon, strength. 11. Oh, he's super dead. You've got him. Got him. Yeah, 8 on a D. He was the one on the machine gun gunnery, and he just ended his life. <coughs> okay. Alright, so you're on the vehicle, uh, you kill the gunner, the driver realizes someone's on there and is trying to shake you off, so he's not focusing on your car. Uh, the other cars are starting to drive by and are like trying to like stick things into the wheel well and attack. Okay, I guess I'd be just trying to dodge with the car. 
Uh, sure. Do you have pilot? I have pilots. Roll pilot. If you're dodging with the car, that's pilot. Eight, nine, ten. Perfect. Yep. Yeah, that's excellent. You're able to keep away from it, but also provide a nice avenue for Kevin to jump back on if he wants to. Yep. Uh, all right. Make a evasion save. Kevin, also make an evasion save since you're away from the safety of Peter. 18, success. So, D20, over your evasion. Over my evasion? Yes, you roll D20 and you just have to get above your evasion. Just got a 15, so that's a success. Perfect, you guys don't get killed by lightning. <coughs> the car you're on is not so lucky. <laughs> Alright, uh, a bolt of lightning strikes in front of you, and you're able to, like, skitter away from that area as it hits the car, arcs into your guys' car, and arcs off into the distance, and just blows open a hole in the pilot area. Explosing yeah, the pilot? Oh, yeah, he's all malnourished-looking and covered in engine oil and, like, bacon grease, <coughs> and he's just looking up, sneering, be like, Oh, God, no! Witness! <laughs> His hand is reaching for the glove compartment. The glove compartment is a bunch of sticks of dynamite with a cartoonish plunger on them. <laughs> Hope he really likes that hand. He does! His father gave it to him. See, the guy won't be able to touch the nuke button because his hand is stuck with a knife. <laughs> Alright, um... Nicole. You got a machine gun and machine gun at them? I don't want to hit this guy. You so definitely don't want to hit that guy. But again, he can stand to take a few hits. You can heal him once he gets back. <laughs> I'll uh, try to hit a different car. Yes, there is a second one coming on in. And over the, uh, like, as his turn is starting, from kind of like an odd angle to your barricade, yep. uh, where there's a bit of, like, broken glass slope, a, a armored vehicle ramps up over... Uh, and has what essentially are down-pointing spikes that kind of slide back and forth, uh, and crushes one of your cars. Hopefully there were some rockets there that explode into it. <laughs> uh, they do explode and just don't do any damage to it. Uh, it's about twice as high as your vehicle and twice as large. Uh, it looks like a tank with a very fast engine on its treads. Use your launchers, damn it! Fire! <laughs> And yeah, there, there's a dude in there with, like, spears that have, uh, like, dynamite and, uh, on them and a spear, and he's hucking them at the other vehicles trying to hit them. He has, like, 30 of them. Can I try to hit that? The, the actual tank? An actual tank? I want to hit the pile of I'm going to blow myself up that he has. Uh, yeah, probably your gun's not going to ignite that, though. Rocket. That would be a terrible idea. Alright, roll to see if you can hit this guy with the rocket with a normal dice roll. There's going to be penalties because you're moving. 19. And oh my god, okay. <laughs> 22, so 22. Oh my god, alright. No matter the amount of penalties I can give you that, it's going to definitely hit that guy. <laughs> uh, alright, so your rocket uh, fires and is a dud and hits the front of the tank and bounces up and crushes that guy's jaw into his head. So he just kind of slumps in with the lit stick he had. And there's a moment where you're like, where's the, where's the, and the top part of the tank blows open. There we go. And like those sticks are going everywhere. <laughs> glass and shrapnel everywhere. Some of your, some of your uh, raider guys are getting glass faces. 
<laughs> Murder town. Population of Hickson. Yeah. Shreds of shreds of people everywhere. <laughs> that tank's still driving though. <laughs> just wildly. I'll just send six of them. Drive me close so I can stab it with my I can't stab. drive. <laughs> I can't drive. They just jump into the hole that's creating the tank and I just move everything inside. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's heading straight for the front line. Uh, anyone who gets caught into it now that's going wildly is being like swept aside or put under it as it's driving. Uh, Alright, six. Alright, well... Creasy I'm... pilot guy is reaching to hit the plunger on his suicide dashboard. I'm going to cut off his arm. Roll to murder. Dead silence, listeners, as Kevin rolls to murder. Math. Murder with math. What's the DC? Well, it's probably like 10. He's prone in the car. Yeah, I got uh, 17. Perfect. He has not a lot of hit points. So, yes, you're able to slice off his arm. (laughs) Oh, good. Okay, because, yeah, I got um, 10. Alright, so. What? Do you go, like, over or under? Um, probably under. Alright, it goes up, and he lets go of the steering wheel and tries to grab his hand with his other hand. Uh, and your car starts jerking around wildly. Uh, it's actually going to run into the debris of another car you guys just passed by, because he, he was basically going in reverse forward to try and keep parity. Mm-hmm. So he's going to actually run into a car that just got crushed by the tank. Oh, shit. I don't have a seatbelt on. You're on top of a hole in Fly. it. Right beside you is these guys. <coughs> Okay, I'm going to try to scramble back you there. You skitter over? Yeah. You skitter over as that guy grabs his hand and is, like, desperately trying to put it on the stump. And, like, he has duct tape and he's trying to tape it up. Uh, when he looks up and there's, like, a half tank, half car that was crushed and he hits it and it just bisects into the driver's seat. Jesus, boy. <laughs> Gross. And then his tapey stump hand, he slumps over, having been, like, hit basically like an axe throughout his entire body. His tapey stump head falls forward and hits the plunger. Exploding, and the wheel, the burning wheel, listeners, rolls across the battlefield. <laughs> okay. I just want to reiterate that everyone involved in this fight, except for probably you three, are screaming and hollering and, like, cheering all the time. Like, this is a soccer game. <laughs> uh, well, They're also constantly shooting themselves up with things. <laughs> uh, well, that's good on them. <laughs> They're having fun. <laughs> and we paid for it. Damn Dang. assholes. <laughs> Alright, uh, so you got the tank, you got the thing, you dodged. So, yep. it's the tank again. <laughs> it takes up your turn to dodge? I mean, he did, like, advanced things, yeah. so he wouldn't get, like, hit by the other car. Uh, your raiders start to kind of break off from you guys to deal with the other remaining cars and raiders. Like, one of the cars actually stopped because... It just stopped dead. The engine just got full of sand. And just stopped. And the guy got out and like started trying to push it and like started. And like three or four like like three other cars kind of circled around. They got out and they just started beating him up. Not even with guns, like with hands and fists, they started curb stomping him. Into the glass. Why do we get so much expensive stuff and just gonna beat people up so fans? I mean I know, I know, just kidding. I know, I know. It's like your character's like, whoa, whoa. Rockets! Get into your cars! Next time I'll take those machine guns and tape them to your hands so you'll just have two machine guns. 
Yeah. Hey, what are you doing? He's trying to brush his teeth. Rookie mistake. Rookie mistake? <laughs> what would the mortality we have to be for that to be a phrase? <laughs> Rookie mistake. He says with your hands being machine guns. You're like using the two barrels to pick up the toothbrush and like squeeze the toothpaste onto it. I mean, the TO3 guns are so cheap, I could, like, incorporate them into my, you know, chassis here. And... Rookie mistake. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <sighs> Alright, the major set piece now is the tank that is gunning for you and is a little faster than you. It also lost a bunch of weight, so it's, uh, it picked up speed. But it's, uh, got a hole in it. In the top of it... Ooh, do a rocket jump. Jump over it, shoot the rocket into the hole, and fall behind it. He just stares at you. <laughs> With all four <laughs> eyes. Judging. Judges Judily. <laughs> hmm. It's taller than this, so I can't just fall onto the hood. You know, but you could scamper up it. Yeah. You could move action into the tank. XCOM style. Yeah, um, can we try to back up into it in such a way that it doesn't ram us super hard off the road? That you can do that, but if it, if you guys stay like that too long, it's going to start like driving over you. What if I veer to one side and hit the brakes so we're parallel to it? You can, but if then it starts to go sideways, it'll start to run over you. <laughs> yeah. Murders do not take long. Let me get on top. Okay. Alright, you scamper up, over, and now on the tank, from the tank's perspective, you can see more of the battlefield, and it is just... It, the battlefield is always moving, because your guys are always going forward at high speeds now, mm -hmm. so it's just in the distance, like, burning shrapnel, highlighted by lightning storms, and just the smell of people that being murdered. Okay. And um, yeah, uh, inside the tank, it's bigger, because it's a big kind of set piece. Uh, there is what looks like a gunner's cockpit uh, that's been torn open. Uh, there seems to be a pilot compartment at the front, and there is someone inside uh, on a radio. Okay, I want to roll for stealth. Do it. I got a natural 20, so... Uh... Alright, let's see their notice. Well, not 20. Yeah. Alright, so I don't know exactly how the stealth mechanics work, but it makes danger da uh, damage kind of massive. There's actually... Um... I should describe the person on the radio back here. Okay. Yes. <laughs> the person on the radio is three times the size of a normal person. Mm -hmm. uh, they are big, covered in plated armor and like metal from like this tank. It looks like, and maybe you know other heavy bits. Uh, you can see their skin underneath because there's like you know there's like tunics and tarp bits and like human bodies on them and skulls and bones. Like they rattle when they move. Mm -hmm. uh, they are a large um, rhinoceros-looking person that's been gene modified. Mm. Uh, they look like they're from your clan, basically. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they, they're on the radio with like a small. They have a small man set of rhino hands that lets them use man objects, and then they have a larger, bigger set that are kind of like trunks for. Murder smashing. Okay. So, as an assassin at level one, um, my point-blank point range attacks from surprise cannot miss the target. That's fair. <laughs> so, that sniper rifle I have, uh, he leans back, uses his, like, bare foot to aim the uh, barrel, and it's just totally stretched out at the back of this guy's head. 
And I'm just going to try to blow his brains out. Uh, fire. For damage. Okay, how much do sniper rifles I mean, do? I don't If it's sure. execution... Let's, I, don't oh. think execu- I think execution requires a non-awareness of the battle. And okay. there's a fair amount of battle awareness going okay. on. Hmm. But let's pause and just look all that up real quick. Because yeah. Now we're back. So, uh, six, you line up your shot, and you rolled a... A seven and a six, so 13. So 13 damage, point blank, uh, to Thanatosis, the Raider Queen. Uh, you shoot her in the back of the head... And she's holding the back of her head because there's a hole in it now, and turns around and looks up at you, holding it in the back of her head with one of her uh, large hands. Hmm. You, you. Yes. Hi. You should be laying down and dying now. Die. What was your character's name? Gaius. Gaius. Who? What? <laughs> she's gonna swipe at you. Okay. Roll, please. What's your AC? Uh, my AC is 15. 20. I, I'm gonna pause for a moment because I didn't expect her to hit. Oh yeah, so the other club hand comes down. I'll get you, Gaius! And she smashes you across the body from the, the top of where you are for 8 damage. I think that I'm mistaken. Oh! And just, you you yeah. can choose to tumble away and not be within melee with her. Yes, yes. I will tumble away. Or I could stab her. <laughs> <laughs> it's your choice. Uh, I will tumble away. You tumble away back onto the car as you hear uh, that devil voice from the radio cursing your name. <laughs> uh, the tank breaks off from you and starts driving away from the raider mob, as do uh, one of the other cars. Rock at them, I yell. Monica, shoot them. Alright. No. It uh, bounces off the tank's armor and deflects into the other car. (coughs) Body parts. (coughs) At least two left arms. (laughs) Okay. So I guess we should pursue. Oh, if you want to pursue, sure. But uh, she's... She's leaving the battle. Uh, she knows you? Oh, I guess I chatted with her on the radio. I guess I did. That's so non-committal. <laughs> well, I don't know her. I was uh, I was watching a video about um, just just a, a brief segue in the middle of the Jungle Fury battle theme. Uh, a dude was in Japan, and he talks about how in Japan people don't really have strong opinions about things <laughs> just to not like get into arguments and stuff. They're very non-committal. So he asked someone um, at his school that he taught at, like another teacher, if they had a pet or whatever. And he's like, I had a cat. I think it died. <laughs> like, he just, he wouldn't confirm whether the cat was dead. <laughs> but he had a cat, but it was dead. But he wasn't giving an opinion whether or not he had a pet or not. <laughs> <laughs> How strange. So yes, she may be very mad at you. Head hole in head. Well, I best we I think we best finish her. I mean But I think enemies it's... and lifelong enemies. Already wounded? Uh-huh. <laughs> She's gonna get a rage processor installed. <laughs> Also, uh, I am, uh... Hickson. Broken in parts. <laughs> his nose is broken. He's bleeding from his face. Punch a kill him. 
Boop. What's boop? How much does that heal? I don't know. Roll. Um, <laughs> what level am I now? Level one. We're level. Wait, what? Level two. Well, not zero. You're level one, right? Oh. Oh, sorry. Your character level two, skill level one. We're by psionics, right? Okay, I see what you're saying. Um, I deal one d six damage. <laughs> I heal. 1d6 plus 1 plus something that can stabilize you if you're mortally wounded and stuff. Roll. 4. 4 damage. Thank you. I love that Kevin's advice to you is like, no, 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 let your let, him, let her live so she can come back again in future episodes. I mean, basically. <laughs> you can have a long-lasting cool rival who has a huge scar on her head. I mean, not when you're playing, obviously. Exactly. <laughs> That's a problem for Peter. Oh, no. Don't leave loose hands. I mean, she was shot in the head. She probably wasn't even seeing clearly, so she'd be like, yes, Gaius attacked me. Gaius Kalis shot me. Uh, Gaius Kalis. And they'll be showing, like, a picture of who he is, and he's like, is that the guy from Blade Runner? No, no, that's Gaius. <laughs> is that Roger Howard? I'm the famed Paleo-Earth actor. Hi, my name is Betty. Well, alright, so she drives off into the storm. I mean, we're already in the storm, so I guess she died. Like, because if you go, okay, the storm is everywhere. The further mm. you get away from someone, the more in the storm they are compared to you. Okay. It's relativism, Peter. A great rival in making, yes. So, another For you, killer. For you. I mean, it's a tank. It's worth something. Or scavenge, even. Yes, but uh, indentured servants are worth more, yes. Why and the longer we are out here, Horizon. But I don't think we could kill the tank. It's a tank. Sniper rifle to back of head, and she was not dead, so... She was pretty hurt. <laughs> she did a lot of damage. Okay, I guess the consensus is that we're leaving it behind. <laughs> you get bullied into letting your rival live. Okay, well, that ends the raider battle. You did it! Rebecca, your death caravan regroups. You're oh. missing, like, ten guys. <sighs> oh, well. I think of profit saved. Don't worry, too. Don't beat yourself up too much, Cap'n. They'll always be here. <laughs> In our hearts. Are you also a cannibal? Yes. Okay. Whatever. All the other raiders look confused. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't feel too bad if we put some meat moss on this planet. <laughs> They, want they, have have a, they have a mesh bag full of body parts they're put into the back of one of the trucks. Whatever. Let's go and get... What's her name? Barbara? Yeah, you weren't killing them because they were raiders, boss. You were killing them because they were hungry boys. They're raiders we hate. Yes. Exactly that. They don't got the market on cannibalism. Okay, so I guess we go to the vault and earmark the things for later scavenge. You drive backwards through the storm, tsh, tsh, 
and find that place they were shooting at. Uh, it looks like it's some sort of, like, bunker-type outpost. Like, not, like, a big, fancy vault. Like, this is, like, a bunker where people would, like, look through and watch the testing. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's ha- it has, like, vehicle carcasses that have been, like, with hooks and, like, metal dragged up against it and, like, bolted in. It looks like there was a protracted battle going on here. A lot of dead people in jumpsuits and a lot of dead raiders and other vehicles. It's like they were, like, shorn in half and stuff. Jeez. Okay, I guess I've gone to the radio and... Say that we're from whatever town and we're looking for Barbara Leffler. Hello! Hi, this is Gaius. We're here to save you, Barbara. That's great! Um, I don't know a Gaius. We're friends with Captain... What's his name again? Fuck, what is our captain's name? What's your captain's uh, name? Something. <laughs> I have it written down. Something around. I'm still learning English. I in in character, this. I wouldn't have hesitated. Yeah. His name's Jonas Glauser. We've... We're Captain Jonas Glauser. Oh, you must be Jonas's crew. That's us. Perfect. This is Doubtfire. (laughs) Don't murder Shane, Mr. Doubtfire. (laughs) Is she awesome? Okay. All right, all right. Just, uh, just one moment. We have to, we have to open the gates and pull out the landmines. Yep. Do it. Some, uh, some people come out with really long sticks and just kind of start shifting them through the sand until there's like... <laughs> yeah. Okay, I guess we roll on through. Alright, yeah, you guys kind of go up near the entrance and drive up and like provide a barricade for like wind garden yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's a woman there. She's in her 50s. She looks like uh, she doesn't belong here. <laughs> She's, like, taller than these people, more well-fed. She's wearing combat armor that she's, like, painted and stuff to have, like, flower patterns and, like, (laughs) in-jokes on them. Uh, She has a shotgun that she's plated in metals and stuff. Cool. Yeah, just a, you know, someone who does not belong here. She even has, like, the safari hat uh, on. Why is she just the teacher from Harry Potter? Which one? The pink pastel and the horribleness. The toad woman? Umbridge. Umbridge. Just take some umbridge. You're the freebooters! Free merchants, yes. <laughs> look at you. Oh, wow. Oh, look at you. You're a... You're so exotic. Yes. Yes. He's getting that a lot. Oh, that's perfect. You ever been hunted before? Do you hunt in? I'm hunted sometimes, yes. yes. Oh, we should we should talk, dear. We should talk. <laughs> so, uh, these are the people, and we have a transport vehicle we got inside uh, before we had to close it all off. Did you take care of the raiders? Yeah, they're all gone. The half-tank drove off somewhere, but I don't think they'll be back. Badly injured. Perfect, perfect. All right. Well, we have quite a few people we have to get going, and not a lot of time. This storm is getting worse. Yep. We did run into one of the tracks that came from here, but it was dead. Yeah, decoy vehicle. Decoy vehicle. Okay. Well, we offloaded the supplies and distributed it through the other vehicles. Great. Okay, let's pack up and we'll escort you back. Yeah, she has like... Uh-huh. Eight, nine hundred people with her. 
that are all wearing like blue and red jumpsuits that have like like the really JC Penny cheap 70s set designs to them. Like one half is blue, one half is red, and there's like gold lamay going down the middle. Or they have like abstract things like a circle and a triangle or like a star pattern on it. Like really cheap TOS costume design <laughs> jumpsuits. What was that planet name that we saved that episode with the time travel? Planet with the time travel? Oh, um. Yeah, yeah, the planet from Star Trek, from time and again. Kalto Province. <laughs> yeah. Uh, same same wardrobe design. Just gaudy. Okay. These people look shorter than average and underfed. Like, not as in their hunger right now, as in their entire lives they've been kind of underfed. And also very pale. They haven't uh, been out in the sun a lot. I mean, it's good they're shot. It means you can pack more of them. <laughs> there's, a, there's a variety of people across a variety of ethnicities and culture here that are all packed into these suits, but they're all very pale. Okay. Yeah, one of them looks like they're wearing like a like a little like command hip thing. He's older. He walks up to you. It's like, are you the are you the Starfarers? That's yeah. us. My my father's father told me about your kind. You you come from the sky. You have. Rocket ships. Yes. Mm -hmm. You will uh, take our people from here. Yes, we'll rescue you from this hellhole. Somewhere good. You are our salvation. Yes. Guy just smiles. And they uh, they start um, they start loading stuff up. So is that the water purifier? Oh, there's like, yeah, there's like a big machine turned into a wagon back there. Mm. They're loading crates. Uh, one of the, the science women moves over. It's like, we have to make sure these crates make it. They are um, uh, colony drugs. Oh. They were designed for when the, the, the... Our old installation had a escape vehicle silo that was never filled, and these were supposed to be here to allow us to survive the long trip uh, out. Perfect. We'll need them. Yes. Mm. Uh, we might have a bit of a surplus now. That shouldn't be a problem. We like storing drugs. <laughs> Alright, you load up the jumpsuit people. Yeah. Uh, not in any of the Raider vehicles. Oh, my God. <laughs> Some of those vehicles have people on them. <laughs> like, I don't mean driving them, I mean nailed to them. He's probably, they probably have really bad immune systems, so yeah, we don't want them in Other immune systems are great. Huh. They're from hardier stock, because of all the vault stuff they've been having. Like they, these people have gotten, uh, what's the word looking for? Vaccines. <laughs> huh. Any against tetanus? Yes. Perfect. Yes. Yeah, they, uh, you guys begin the long, the long and much slower trek back to, uh, where your ship is docked. Yep. So I guess in the meantime, shut up Barbara about uploading our stims or something. Combat stims, you say? Yeah, a whole crate worth. What's a crate worth to you, freebooter? About yay big? No, like like numbers. Um, 720 stims. 700. You know, I have some trophies and credits saved up I could probably give you for. Okay. 
I guess we'll see them when we... We got to sort everything out. I got to make sure I wasn't robbed while I was gone. <laughs> you, you know how it is. Oh, yeah. Okay. Scene swipe. You're back in town. The Raider gang are heralded her her as heroes because they came back. With war trophies and new skulls to put on new... More trophies and bodies to put up on the crucifixes of the hungry boys. Uh, they're going to send out cars later to drag back the husks to like add to the wall and stuff. Yeah, it's pretty good, but it also gets swept up in the masses pretty fast because there's just such an amount of people here. Hmm. Just so many people. Great. Uh, yeah, your captain and uh, Barbara take care of their side of business. People get loaded on board. You guys stack them, drug them, knock them out. <laughs> so how many do we load? Uh, how many people fit in a ton? I guess we can double check that. The hibernation drugs tell you that. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm checking. Sons of gold. Sons of gold. And yeah, is there anything else you want to do while you're here? Leave? Yes, well, obviously leave. Light them Ex on fire. <laughs> Exchange the stims. Yeah, well, that Take back the healing that I did earlier. <laughs> Uh, Take it back! Collect an assortment of knives. There's a lot of knives here. Oh, yes. They're kind of garbagey, though. They're all made of the same materials. But some of them are made of, like, behemoth skeletons. Anything that has, like, bones or, like, trophies like that. A lot of bone. Yeah. Um, Ten per ton. Six fills his backpack with bones and trophies and stuff like that from this from this planet. Ten per ton, and you got about seven to eight hundred people, so oh, yeah. Six hundred. Six hundred. Yeah, so yeah, some people will stay will stay behind, and actually a lot of people will they're not gonna choose you because they want to stay here, but the vault's here, and the vault can support that far less amount of people. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I think they want to keep the handy people for the fixing, the black thumbs, or have you? They like what what does that mean? Like there's a dude who is black, but also very pale. <laughs> And he's like, what? He like covers his hand like he's afraid you're going to take his thumb as like a as like a shaman trophy. That's what they call it. Yeah. That's People, greasy. They start explaining the terminology and like, this planet went bad. We're sorry. <laughs> what happened? This isn't my beautiful home. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you'll load up about 600 people into the ship, and you and Barbara will do a trade yep. for pelts and currencies. Yep. She'll take the war stims off of you. Okay. We'll work out the details later. Sure. It's going to uh, be an itchy night. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be an itchy night, Reggie. Yeah. Good thing I'm mechanical. You guys knock these people out, and your captain's like, you did good. So there's uh there's no money coming out of this part of the trade, eh? No. Well, because we didn't get any money from the planet, because we gave them all the engine tech for the I, people. I mean, people is the money part. I mean, you've got the rocket launchers, the sniper rifles, and the bullets. Oh yeah, well yeah, load that up. Just throw that in the gun area. The there's gun like an pile. area. There's an area of the floor that's been marked out <clears throat> for guns and stuff, and they just pile them up there. There's like loose bullets rattling around. <laughs> It's like, why aren't, why aren't you put them away? Well, that'd be an armoring. We can't afford one. <laughs> we can't afford the upgrade. I mean, there's like, you know, 30,000 know, credits worth of rocket launchers there. So, basically, we doubled our money right here because we didn't, well, 
we got all the money back from the parts here in this gun pile. We did. And we have a full cargo hold of... Oh, yeah, the people are going to rake in much more money than the, than the guns will. We have circumstantial value in these guns. I don't think anyone's going to want to buy them. I mean, he picks up one of the rockets that has, like, animal bones around it. And, like, it's carved in the side, born to kill. It's like, I'm pretty sure this has limited resale value to military surplus stores. Someone painted happy faces on each one of these bullets. Oh, glad they have a hobby. This one says, return to sender. This one says, be mine. (laughs) What's love? Oh, I know, it confuses and confounds us! Uh, what was that joke from Black Other? That, oh, each, like, there's one bullet with your name on it, so you just have to find the right bullet and then nobody can kill you. <laughs> Fucking lord. Black Other. I should rewatch Black Adder. I used to watch it as a kid because I had weird channels. I've never heard of this. Uh, it's this whole thing, Nicole. Anyway, you guys load up with your car. You guys load up your cargo ship. And the cargo's people. Yes. Uh, also, just a big pile of guns from Raider World. <laughs> and you take off from the water because you guys submerged. Um, and you have to stop taking off partway through because you just have you guys are just full of scavengers inside. Like you guys check the life support and it won't last the next second. <laughs> so you guys have to go through and root out the people who stowed away and get them off. Get out of here. You want to come? Take these drugs and we'll sell you. Nah, you're not worth it. Captain's like, what? No, we're not. That's horrible. I live in those docks. Get the fuck out. (laughs) Uh, Okay. And you guys take off from Bellum, Raider World, having changed the local hegemonic powers because Barbara's going to set up shop in that vault and become a vault raider queen. For her, she can't ever be hurt in that vault. It's impenetrable. Not that we have anything to say about it. <laughs> Even if you have anything to say about it, they have anti-aircraft guns built into the vault. Rods from the gods. Yeah, they've never been used because there's not a lot of aircraft here in Bellum. <laughs> Shockingly enough. I wonder why. Shockingly enough. Yeah, you guys leave Raider World and take to the stars. Specifically to the planet Firma to offload these fucking people. Hmm. Yep. Which we'll cover next session. Yeah. Well, that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's a wrap up. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, just as a recap to listeners. Um, oh, let me just change it to a little more. There we go. So, the idea with this game is we're introducing concepts slowly. Like, right now, we just want to spend the first few sessions on basic systems. Like... Skill checks, combat, the very basic trade stuff included, vehicles. And then, as we get more comfortable with the basics for Star Wars numbers, we're going to introduce more and more complex systems on top of it. Like Peter's done the Sons of Gold trade tables, which we're kind of using right now. Uh, and eventually, you know, uh, you know, debts or whatever the fuck, or however that stuff Loaning. works. Loaning or whatever. <laughs> uh, ship combat's going to show up eventually. And... Ooh. and Sooner than later, we're going to start doing faction turns and whatnot. But first, we want to get our heads in the game for what the actual ground level play is like before we move on to that stuff. 
so if you're expecting it, it is coming. It is something that we, we want to explore as a group and kind of spotlight and give some uh, uh, screen time to. It's just something we're working up towards so we don't have like 30 or 40 subsystems going at the same time. Just a heads up to you guys. But uh, that is your second uh, shadow run. Mm. Uh, you guys have made no profit so far. You have theoretical profit. <laughs> and that theoretical profit will lead to profit that'll let you change the ship that you're serving on to allow you to do another run to get you actual profit and hard money that'll let you buy your own ship and then you can go exploring the galaxy. So ship with actual guns, I mean, do ship combat, they just receive oh, it. <laughs> yeah, because if you don't know, Kevin, your ship doesn't have any weapons. No, that's fine. I'm on board. <laughs> it has a little junk on it. Just ram into a ship so I can crawl into it and it'll be all good from there. This is like a six-person ship that has an escape pod system. For 20 people. Yeah. The, uh, the captain, like, inherited this from his family, and his family's been inheriting it from their family for, like, a few generations. And a stealth system, and enhanced navigation system. It's amphibious. It can go underwater, and it has a stealth system and stuff. Hmm. And anti-boarding countermeasures. It's just full of stuff that he's collected. Junk. But you guys might get a new ship, a ship that you guys buy with your own hard-earned cash, and then you can go and map the stars. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's a wrap. That is a wrap. So, I was Devin. Nicole. Kevin. And Peter. And this is sponsored by Nobody, signing off.